Welcome to The Realist Uncensored, where we're bringing you real fucking issues, real fucking opinions. I'm Checkers, and over there, as always, well, not in the same room, but is MJ. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, everybody? Listen on your favorite podcast directory and watching on Rumble. All right. If the intro sounded a little fucked up, you can blame it on me. I don't know what I'm doing over here with these switches, but we're going to try our best. Um... Because MJ caught a little cold and, you know, we decided it's probably better if he stays home. So with the technology we have, we're still able to record the show. But the intro and the outro are probably going to suck because I don't run the switches normally, as you guys have seen if you watch the videos on Rumble. That's all right. It's, It's what it is. You know, shit happens. We adapt and move on. Yeah. You know, we, we, we could have easily just been like, Hey, MJ's sick, you know, uh, we're just not going to do the show this week, but you know, we're, we're committed to this. So, um, we figured it out and, you know, like I said, we, we bought the right equipment early on to get this done. So in case something came up. So with that being said, the country, the country is fucked. The country is fucked. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know uh i mean we got we got a we got a government that's trying to tell us about uh how to how to what we should do with our firearms and then they go and lose an f-35 uh jet um one, one of the biggest <laughs> and then they ask us to, to give them information on it yeah so i mean you 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 guys you guys want to want to tell us about uh, our second amendment but you guys can't even find a jet and then you're asking uh the american public where where the hell it is and then biden and then biden wants to tell us months ago hey you know what you you got you guys can't take us on we we got an f we got f-15s and all these things well you guys can't even fucking keep track of them so i don't think the american public's too worried about that right now no they definitely shouldn't be especially where we keep shipping shit all over ukraine we're not going to have anything left yeah, exactly. So uh, enough on that. We'll get into that a little later on the show. I just I just found it really fucking comical that uh, that that was going on. And, you know, then you got him standing on the podium trying to dictate what people do with their firearms. But I guess we'll get into the first one. I mean, if you guys don't know, you know, like I said, I got a lot going on here. My the intro kind of blew, but uh, th- this is Friday and um it is a realist weekly wrap up. We got a bunch of articles for you. I don't know if we're going to get through all the ones we found because it is just that fucking busy. But um, yeah, if you want to take it away, MJ. All right. Sounds good. I'll bring it to my first one from NBC News. JP Morgan allegedly notified the government of $1 billion in suspicious act- transactions by Epstein. J.P. Morgan Chase allegedly informed the government of over $1 billion in transactions related to human trafficking by the late financier Jeffrey Epstein, dating to 2003, a lawyer for the U.S. Virgin Islands said. The Wall Street grant uh, giant reported the financial activity, which took place over 16 years, as suspicious to the Treasury Department in 2019 after Epstein died by suicide, which was fake. Mimi Liu, a lawyer for the U.S. Virgin Islands, said in, at a recent hearing in its lawsuits against the bank, according to transcripts from the public proceeding. And they knew about, they knew about that shit way beforehand. It's just, you know, all this shit didn't come out till he supposedly died by suicide, which there's no fucking way that he did. Epstein's entire business with JP Morgan 
and J.P. Morgan's entire business with Jeffrey Epstein was human trafficking, Lou said. The only reason that J.P. Morgan finally, after 16 years, reported the billion dollars in suspicious at transactions for Epstein is because he was arrested and then he was dead. Exactly. Exactly. That wouldn't have came out because then uh, the CEO of J.P. Morgan would be dead. <laughs> right. And it, 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 there'd be like a, a, a fucking headhunt. Yeah. <laughs> um, J.P. Morgan Chase said that the Treasury Department didn't immediately respond to the requests for comment about the ter- uh, territory's claims. Of course it didn't. Um, the allegation drew an attention in oral arguments about whether the judge should issue a summary judgment against the bank before the case goes to trial, which is set to begin next month. The territory is asking the judge to find the bank liable for engaging, oh, enabling Epstein's sex trafficking enterprise while he was a J.P. Morgan Chase client from 1998 to 2013. The bank's lawyer also asked that damages be determined at the trial. There are U.S. Virgin Islands and sued J.P. Morgan Chase, the country's largest bank, last year and is seeking at least $190 million in damages. Uh, the bank denied liability and said any association with Epstein was a mistake, and we regret it. Meanwhile, it has accused the territory of a close relationship with Epstein. The territory has denied wrongdoing. J.P. Morgan agreed to a $290 million settlement with Epstein victims in a similar lawsuit in June. And then it goes it goes on to the history that pretty much everybody already knows about. So that'll do it for that article. But you know, like like I said, and like they said in uh, like Lou said in this article, that it's a little funny that all this comes out after he's dead. Yeah, exactly. So my my next article is from the Gateway Pundit. Gloves are off, families are on. David Brock threatens to target the children of GOP members investigating Hunter Biden. Ooh, somebody's feelings got hurt because they're going after baby Hunter. I <laughs> can't do that. No, I can't do that. He He's perfect. Um, oh, of course. As the walls close in on the Biden crime family, Democrats are starting to resort to desperate tactics to save them. One uh, prominent leftist operative going to the extreme and looking at hitting Republicans close to home. Um Tara Palmari of Puck News reported last Friday that David Brock will be launching a personal investigation into family members of Republican lawmakers looking for any instances where they may have benefited benefited from the member's position. So if you got a free Big Mac at a McDonald's because fucking... <laughs> <laughs> he's going after you. <laughs> wow, that's uh, fucked up. Well, that, that, that's how I take it. So anything, anything you benefited from. So if you, you know, you got an extra coupon for, um, a frosty at Wendy's, you know, because you're, you're, you're related to one of these members. Um, one interesting fact about Brock is that he, uh, started as a conservative reporter before flipping to the democratic party in the mid nineties. He was also described by former Senator, uh, Center of American Progress President Neera uh, Tendon, who is currently a top Biden aide of being batshit crazy back in 2015. Well, yeah, I mean, it, 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 him making that claim, he kind of sounds like a fucking weirdo. 
Brock is a vicious smear uh, merchant who has led numerous efforts to destroy patriotic Americans and prominent conservative voices. Brock's 65 project has filed over 40 ethics complaints against conservative uh, attorneys who defended the real president Trump. Um, Palomari notes that facts first Brock super PAC has been the primary communications outlet to defend Hunter and the GOP inquiries and likely, uh, uh, the Biden impeachment. The spokesperson for the super PAC told for, uh, Fox News Thursday, they are all, they are, are, they are about to spill the beans on a GOP leadership member's family. Everybody look out. Republicans, not uh, surprisingly, uh, had some point, uh, pointed responses to Brock's threats and vowed not to be intimidated. None, um, Nothing says desperation like threatening to uh, sick a smear merchant on innocent families. This is all you need to know, know about how worried the Democrats in the White House are about having the answer for pedophile Joe Biden's culture of corruption. Republican uh, Daryl Isaiah, Republican of California, told Fox News. Um, Rep. Uh, Lee Stefanik, Republican in New York, told that told the outlet that the far left and their radical outside allies are desperately trying to cover up and distract from Joe Biden's illegal corruption. We will uh, soon see a Republican's hold firm on their rollover in the face of the upcoming Democratic out, uh, onslaught, especially following today's indictment of Hunter Biden, which uh, Christina Lilo reported on, history shows they tend to fold. So that's going to wrap up that one. So, you know, that it, 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 is, it is obvious how scared the Democrats are of, you know, the, the Biden crime family uh, having everything exposed. And, you know, um, you know, not only are these... Democrats that voted for for this moron going to have to hear about it but you know it makes the it makes the country look pretty weak because you everybody had their blinders on that voted for him and allowed him into the office to cause more corruption and then they're also right. getting really scared because everybody's flipping sides and you know probably going to vote for Trump that's why they're going after Trump so hard but we'll we'll get to that later on in the show Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh that's going to do it for that one. Um again, fucking they're they're going to they're going to be pulling out all uh, everything they can to try to take down the Republican party now. Oh, definitely. Cuz they only got limited time left. Right. So, my next one's from the Western Journal. AOC embroiled in congressional ethics controversy over marital status, 5-year prison sentence broached. Although the Office of Democrat Rem, uh, Rep. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez of New York s- said she's not married, that's not the story told by her official filings. A March 2023 filing list, fi- uh, fiancé Riley Roberts as her spouse, uh, as does a January 2023 form she filed, an August financial su- disclosure listing that – Ocasio-Cortez took a trip to Italy with her spouse. The filing said the trip took place in August 2022. 
and suggests from its wording that she is at the time was married because expenses for her spouse were discussed. Uh, that's more than just a personal question because as outlined by the Washington Free Bacon, spouses of members of Congress are required to disclose financial information, something Roberts has not done. They are not legally married, Lauren Hitt, a representative of AOC insisted. House ethics has commonly recognized the term spouse to extend to long-term partners. However, the House ethics rulebook defines spouse very precisely as someone who you are legally married to. Further, the House Ethics Committee said a fine of $50,000 or even a jail term of five years could be imposed to anyone who falsifies disclosures, the disclosures form. Although the Free Bacon noted that censor is a more, uh, more likely penalty to be imposed. The contradiction between the, file, uh, the official form and what her office says it really could make AOC the target of claims of hypocrisy and Dylan Hitler Godet, Senior Government Affairs Manager at the Project on Government Oversight, according to the Free Bacon. Hitler Godet and AOC sh should put her money where her mouth is and make all required information available. If Rep AOC is going to refer to Mr. Roberts as her spouse in the context of one kind of ethics disclosure, it would be log logical and consistent for her to do so in the context of all ex ethics disclosures, including annual financial disclosures and periodic transaction reports. Hedler Cadet continued. Marriage requires disclosure, noted Kendra Arnold, executive director of the Foundation for Accountability and Civic Trust. If they were married, then she should she would be able to disclose his finances on her 2022 financial disclosure. There is no exception to this rule. Well, she's a Democrat, so they think, you know, far leftist, they think that, you know, shit doesn't apply to them. Yeah, they, um, they think they're above the law. They do, and then and then they try to rewrite the law, and all this other shit. And you know this this goes on. Um, so I, I would encourage everybody to go to the Western Journal. It seems like a good uh, newspaper outlet, first of all, because on on the the top it's trending. Uh, they have trending Trump, Fox News, Joe Biden, faith, crime, Hunter Biden, immigration, LGBT, sports, death. Um, it just seems like they talk about some actual real shit other than you know, these other places, but that'll do it for that article. Okay. My next one is, uh, from Canada free press. Okay. And, uh, don't, don't worry. This isn't a Canadian article yet. We'll get to those, but, um, it's kind of funny that, uh, a Canadian news outlet is talking about this, but you know, you can't find it on, um, on any of the mainstream ones. I mean, if you searched it, you probably could find it on something that is, uh, an American outlet, but you know, founded on the Canadian one first school district erases Christmas and Easter from school calendar. Think Christians aren't under attack. Think again, one school board in Minnesota has decided that even using the Christian name for holidays of Christmas and Easter is somehow wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, the state that brought you uh, so, uh, Ayan Omar, who continuously badmouths and ridicules the United States, now has a school board that refers to Christmas break as a generic winter break and Easter as spring break. Um, the the public's the. Bernard Public Schools, whose name is an obvious oxymoron, 
has uh, decided that even though our country was founded on Christian values, that using the names of Christian holidays on their school calendar does not lend itself to equity and diversity. Oh, really? Tim Tim Murtha, the school district's director of teaching and learning, gave this total explanation for the change of the school board uh, to the school board's member. The intent here was that um, that we recognize that we were recognizing that we're a diverse community with many different beliefs, and that we wanted to make sure that we weren't creating a condition where we. We're excluding someone unnecessarily from uh, feeling a full participation in the community that's Bernard Public Schools. So basically, this is just like fucking, you can't say Merry Christmas. You got to say Happy Holidays. So basically, um, if you want want to check this one out a little more, uh, it is on Canada Free Press. Type in school districts erase Christmas and Easter from the school calendar. To me, it's just a fucking another stupid thing that, you know, they're using to divide the country even more rather than pull it together. Because now you're you're the one as the school board or the director or, you know, whatever that's singling out these students that um don't celebrate this. Because when I went to school um, you know, it was just, uh, Christmas, Easter, whatever. And if you, you celebrated a different religion, then you celebrated a different religion. Sometimes those students would just leave the classroom because they didn't want to celebrate that, you know, and they didn't, and they, they didn't, they didn't feel left out because they went and did something, you know, that they wanted to do, I guess. I don't know what the hell they did, but you know, they, they were fine with it. They didn't feel, um, excluded from it they they were doing it because you know their religion didn't didn't celebrate it the way majority of the other students did so now nowadays it's a common occurrence that nowadays you know everybody's got to suffer because of one person right exactly and that's that when i was going to school we we still stood up and did the pledge of allegiance which got that that was eradicated you know years ago which now that i think of it is probably the beginning of the Democrats trying to do this bullshit. Um, yeah. And I can remember hearing, uh, hearing about Kwanzaa. Like I, I'm, I'm not part of that religion or that, that heritage at all, but they started to bring that in, into school and recognizing it, talking about it, uh, talking to all the kids about it, not only the kids that believe or think like that, stay in the room and then everybody else leaves. Everybody got to learn about somebody else's culture which yeah. is good. That's, that's inclusive, not uh, yeah, exactly. taking away the identity of the kids. Exactly. Because that, yeah, they, they were starting to do that um, in my school too. Uh, because when, when they would take the kids out of the classroom, that, that was when I was like really young. But as I started to get into like sixth or seventh grade, they started doing what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll bring it into my next one from Breibart, DC crime so dire that locals are afraid to walk places and go out at night. In another city? In another city. In another major city. Wow. Right? The crime situation in Washington, DC is so dire the residents are afraid to walk anywhere 
opting instead to drive short distances and are nervous to go out after dark, fearing they will be violently attacked by this on the city's streets. In interviews with the Washington Post, a handful of residents detailed the precautions they have started to take to avoid falling victim to the city's growing violent problem and where murders are almost up 30% and robberies have jumped nearly 70% since last year. It's so ridiculous. 44-year-old Stephanie Heisman, a D.C. resident, told the Post about what she's doing to avoid crime. On the other hand, I don't want to randomly get shot. Heisman says she has this, uh, started driving short distances rather than walking. She said she made the decision after there was a gunfight outside of her apartment building in the Adams Morgan neighborhood of D.C. Likewise, three men were murdered on her block in August. Another D.C. local named James, 58 years old, said he and his husband moved to Maryland after they were violently attacked alongside another couple in 2019 by a group of young people near DuPont Circle. Most recently, James said he had a bottle thrown at his head while walking to Whole Foods. Ronald, uh, Ronald Moton, well, a 53-year-old. Well, Whole Foods will be pulling out of D.C. pretty soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a 53-year-old res, uh, D.C. resident told the Post he avoids going to the nearby gas station at night for fear of being robbed by criminals in the Hillcrest neighborhood. Um, 28-year-old Nora Fanfalone said she now uses the service entrance to her apartment so she is not attacked on her way inside her building or witness to a shooting. So far this year, there have been close to 4,000 violent crimes, uh, crime incidents reported in D.C., a nearly 40% increase compared to 2022. Overall, crime is up almost 30%. And that is how they end the article. And it's just, it's pretty sad. That's our nation's capital. That honestly should be the safest place because they they have... They have two different police forces that are there. They have all the secret service that's there to protect, you know, everybody, all the politicians that are there. But there's so much law enforcement there. And so that just begs the question, why is nothing happening? And I think, in my opinion, that they're just letting this happen. So these cities fall and it's uh, it's going to kind of take care of a portion of that overpopulation that they keep uh, talking about and trying to depopulate the earth. Yeah. And it's funny. It's, you know, they're going after all these uh, major cities where, you know, um, you know, some of those cities, uh, the, the businesses um, depend on the tourism of people coming there and visiting them because, you know, the iconic landmarks in some of these cities. Yeah, I did that. And it's, it's really, it's really cool to be able to go around and see everything. But I don't know, pretty soon it's not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to do that. All right. Well, my next one's from uh, the post millennial breaking Tim Ballard tells Congress pedophile Biden administration has become a child trafficking delivery service. Damn. Is anybody shocked by that? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, I, I love it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I know. But is like anybody shocked by that? I, I, I can't see that anybody would be. Tim Ballard, former DHS agent, founder of Operation Underground Railroad, and the men depicted in the hit, uh, hit anti-trafficking film, Sound of Freedom, told Congress on Wednesday that pedophile Biden administration handling of the crisis at the U.S. border has essentially made it to 
made it a child trafficking delivery service. The comments came during a committee on Homeland Security meeting to access the human cost of pedophile Biden's border crisis. Our federal agents who work in the southern border are women and men of the highest integrity and dedication, Ballard said during the hearing. He added that despite the hard work and success of agents on on the ground, it is vitally clear that U.S. border security and broken U.S. policy are feeding the growth of human trafficking in the United States. One way is... One way this is seen is the absence of physical barriers at our border, Ballard explained. I have personally seen how um, ports of entire, oh, ports of entry where we're responsible for helping rescue a child, catch a sexual predator, and start a chain of events to rescue multiple children is, uh, children is abused on the other hand. But I've been I've spoken with survivors who are trafficked by cartels taking advantage of the miles and miles of unprotected U.S. border. He continued on one case, particularly a young woman was brought across the border in an area where no barrier protection existed. Uh, once in the U.S., she was sold and raped for money up to 30 to 40 times a day for five years before eventually escaping herself. She shared with me the tragic conclusion that had her captors been forced to attempt a crossing into our country at the port of entry, just like the little boys in Sound of Freedom. She would have made a better chance to rescue. Later in the hearing, Ballard declared that as a result of the administration's current policies, DHS and HHS have unwittingly become a child trafficking delivery service. Um, Ballard has spoken on the southern border on numerous occasions, especially in regard to how it, um, how its nature opens the floodgates for more cases of child trafficking. The longtime anti-child trafficking advocate has explicitly condemned the pedophile Biden administration border policy on numerous, numerous occasions. He exclusively told the post-millennial that the U.S. having an open border is far from uh, compassionate and is in fact the most cruel thing one could do to children given the advantages it offers to traffickers. And that's going to wrap that one up. That's basically what it is. And it, it, if he's actually, he's absolutely right because I don't know, a few months ago, Biden took um, like sex trafficking and child sex trafficking and all that. They took it off the, like the important list that they they go after, after. Yeah. So it's pretty sad. It is. That um, because because that at the end of the day, the big guy is a part of it. Yeah, yep, exactly. He, he's out there on the podium sniffing out the kids. He's like, this kid smells great. Fucking retard. Well, anyways, bringing into my next one from Breibart, Dove partners with BLM activists to promote fat liberation, who ruined UVA students' life over misheard remarks. Hmm. Have you seen this this uh, lady? No, but uh, I'm seeing her now. In fucking size of a dumpster, isn't she? <laughs> She's the size of the fucking statue behind her. <laughs> and you know what? You know people have genetic conditions where they're they're they they can't they can't get 
lose weight or anything like that. But as far as like this fat liberation, it's, it's physically not healthy for you to be obese, super morbidly obese, morbidly obese, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It is not a good thing for your body to live through life. Like you're, you're going to die young. You're going to have all, all these issues and complications. You're going to be on medication. So big pharma is going to be sucking your dick because you're fucking taking all their shit. So, so, so Dove is just, um, supporting people, uh, dying of obesity or, you know, heart attack or, you know, all the other things that happen medically. Diabetes. Yeah. When you're fucking the size of a fucking Volkswagen bug. (laughs) So the article says Diana uh, Bryant, who ruined a white student's life over a misheard remark at a black lives matter protest in 2020 has partnered with dove to promote fat liberation brian claims she she is committed to keeping the voices of marginalized people such as black indigenous and latinx people who exist in fat bodies at the forefront of our visions for liberation and change um an activist says my belief is that we should be centering the voices and experiences of the most marginalized people in communities at all times Bryant, an activist and former University of Virginia student, said in an Instagram video talking about a new and bizarre pro-fat campaign with Dove. So when I think about what fat liberation uh, liberation looks like to me, it looks like centering the voices and the experiences of those who live in and who maneuver through spaces and situations in a fat body, the activist continued. Well, if you weren't super morbidly obese, you wouldn't have to maneuver. But anyways... Um, it looks like making accessible spaces and having conversations that are aware of the fact that people have different bodies and that they are in, uh, interacting with space and people and in, institutions and communities in a different way. Which you, which you kind of already said, because you're like, yeah, some people are just born like this, but it seems like, you know, I don't know what her deal is. Maybe she was, but I mean, I mean, it's, she's got, she, not, she, <laughs> it's, it's not. Fuck it. It's not good to be that big. You're physically, um, emotionally, like there's, there's people that I've met that really weren't that overweight and they're like, Oh, I'm fat and I want to lose weight. Yeah. So right there, it's, you know, there's, there's a mental aspect to it too. Yeah. It's probably um, another mental health issue that, you know, nobody wants to fucking talk about because mental health does not exist in this country. Oh yeah, no. It's it's not it's not a real thing at all. Um, but while we're on that, uh, if you if you are dealing with uh, suicidal thoughts or some type of mental health, you can uh, call, just dial nine eight eight or text that um, and message them at nine eight eight, and you'll be able to talk to somebody. And they're not going to judge, and they're not going to tell anybody. But uh, back to that article. So. Fat liberation looks like fully embracing those differences and having those conversations instead of shying away from them, Brian continued. Nobody's shying away from anything. Everybody, we already already know that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, she, she then urged viewers to go to Dove's website to learn more about fat liberation and the campaign for size freedom. Go go to That's Dove's website. Supporting. Go to Dove's website, who's all about soap and deodorant and all this, and they're going to have articles on how to get fat. Right. <laughs> 
You and want? We've already you... had this. Like we have the plus size <laughs> models. We have these clothing people. They they expanded their collections so you could be more fashionable in the body that you have. So they they went up to three x, four x, five x, whatever. Twenty x. Twenty x. God damn. Well, when you're the size um, of a Volkswagen bug like this one, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that that's pretty much gonna do it for that article. It, it um just it's ridiculous that, you know, they're they're trying to uh damn she is big. But <laughs> 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 it's just fucked up that they're they're trying to do this and then there's people stupidly enough that the the sheepiest of the sheep <laughs> <laughs> just fucking walking walking along with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um my next one is from epic times um why why oh not why who should not use ibuprofen these five groups of people face greater risk from ibuprofen side effects so i don't know how long ibuprofen's been around let me look that up ibuprofen has been around for like a long time like the i want to say the 1800s probably but it's ridiculous like like you said it's been <clears throat> we both know that it's been around forever ibuprofen and, came out in the 60s it looks like oh really yeah in the 50s 50s and patent in the 60s okay so even even at okay. that it's it's been out for a while right um, so now all of a sudden they don't want you using it. I'm just going to scan over the five reasons why if you fall into one of these, you know, um, go check out the article. Okay. We got a bunch to get through. Um, one, one group of people that shouldn't be using ibuprofen are people with liver and kidney problems. Well, that's uh, on the label. Yeah, and it it uh everybody already knows why, so I don't even know why that's uh that that that's a an alarming thing. Uh people with asthma. Apparently uh it uh it affects people with asthma. It um blocks the uh inflammation pathways that can increase compounds. Um then we'll we'll scroll on down. Let's see if there's anything else shocking in here. People with hypertension or heart failure. I know. Aren't you supposed to use like uh what is it, Motrin or Aleve or Tylenol if you have uh heart problems? If you got a pain? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, like like everybody knows this. Um pregnant women, duh, and people with stroke history. So the only reason I brought this up is, you know. The, the reason the reason why an article like this would be coming out is um you know we we had an article last week that we didn't get to but they're um they're basically saying that and this was last week you can find the article that any cold flu medication that would be like your nyquils your dayquils um you know robitussin mucinex zycam like the list goes on when you go in the cold and flu aisle you know, to go get that medicine, you know, they're trying to say that doesn't work anymore. So now the following week they come out with an article 
people that shouldn't use ibuprofen. So in my, my mind, all you're doing is you're out here trying to tell people not to use um, medications or, you know, uh, little pain blockers. For what reason? I don't know. Right. Well, why are you trying to take that stuff off the shelf? Because you you got a little little sniffle right now. You're using some of that stuff. It seems to be working, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Then. I feel better every every time I have a cold. I get this me- cold medication, and I feel better. Yeah. And it gets it gets me over the cold quicker and better quality of life having that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's just comical. And then you're going to see all the, the little sheep running around. Oh, why are you wasting your money on that? The, the news said, (laughs) right. (laughs) (laughs) Why why don't you go put your sheep shirt on and go, go uh, meet up with the flock. Right. Yeah. We should just pass out fucking white shirts. So that's going to wrap up that one. If you want to check that out a little more for, uh, thoroughly, you can go uh, to the Epic Times. Um, I just wanted to bring it to everybody's attention that this is this is part of the the, the play with uh, the Democrats probably. It will come out later on that they were pushing this. And it's kind of funny. All this stuff's coming out about all, of, all the over-the-counter medications not working with, you know, COVID uh, ramping up. Right, right. So my next one is from the Gateway Pundit. Biden has people in cages at the border. Where's the Democrat outrage? Because it's very true. Fucking Trump they, did that. Well, well, they they can't have an outrage that that the big guy's doing it. Right. It's like no, hold that one there for me. About the right age. Yeah, hold, <laughs> hold those kids there. We need we need to traffic them. Right. Do you remember all the Democrats shrieking about kids in cages during the 2020 election? It was repeated by Biden, his supporters, and the people in media over and over again. The constant drumbeat. Here's the harsh truth. They don't care. They don't care then, and they don't care now. It was nothing more than a line uh, line of attack against Trump. How do we know this? Simple. There are people being held in cages at the border right now under Biden, and and none of the Democrats are saying anything about it. And yes, I said that purposely, the Democrats. The Tucson sector along the U.S.-Mexico border continues to be slammed with illegal immigrants, draining resources in a part of the country that typically sees more gotaways than people claiming, claiming asylum. As a result, no border, almost no border agents are actively patrolling the southern border because they are having to quickly process and release the thousands of illegal immigrants to get out of their facilities. Pictures and videos have emerged once again of illegal immigrants being held behind crowded fence fencing outdoors, which previously caused outrage from Democrats and the ally their allies in the mainstream media. And, and though God damn, those people are packed in there too. There's a couple pictures on there. Yeah, I know. Tweet from Bill Mulligan. Um and that's how they end the article with a bunch of but it's a bunch of um tweets and videos from different people showing um, these people corralled like they look like chickens in a hen house is what it looks like to me. They're just packed in there. And obviously, you know, the Democrats aren't saying shit. And I remember the American people, they were they were like, that's that's inhumane. How can you do that? And here it is with this. And the gateway pundits, the only one having this uh, having this out there, which is uh, it's pretty sad. 
but that'll do it for that article. Uh, all right. Um, my next one is from the Post Millennial. 270 main properties suspected law enforcement of being used as illegal weed farms by Chinese nationals. The Chinese coming up again with a uh, property in the United States. Yeah. A federal memo revealed that law enforcement officials have identified 270 properties in Maine that are suspected of being used as illegal marijuana grow operations by Chinese nationals who are residents or in the U.S. on asylum claims. Oh, really? So they're military-aged men. That's what I just heard. Um, The memo obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation was distributed within... The Border Patrol and estimates that the operations could produce $4.37 billion in revenue. Well, fucking Maine better be collecting their taxes on that. Right. <laughs> yeah, they, they really should. A law enforcement source speaking on conditions of anonymity told the outlet, we think the Chinese are taking advantage of rural areas like Maine to produce marijuana to sell across state lines and funnel the profits back to China. Wow. Really? (laughs) Couldn't figure that one out myself. So glad, so glad, uh, so glad you said that the memo adds the one property could make 16.2 million in revenue where the funds are likely used for other criminal activities or sent back to China. If it, can run three cycles per year with a hundred plants. It estimates that those involved use I-95 interstate as the main transport route for bulk cash, illegal narcotics, illegal aliens, as this is the most desirable route through out the state of Maine. Uh, It continued I-95 begins in Florida and ends in new Brunswick. Um, This route enables smugglers through the many connecting routes, which uh, may also access to many adjoining states. In 2020, Maine legalized the use of marijuana for recreational use and allows residents that are over 21 years old to cultivate up to three mature plants, up to 12 immature plants, and an uh, unlimited number of seedlings for personal use. Um, the the Penascode uh, County Sheriff, Troy Morton, said there are hundreds of these operations occurring throughout the state. It's upsetting that those who live near these operations are even those who are following Maine's laws and procedures. Morton's office found an illegal operation recently that had 3,400 cannabis plants and 111 pounds of processed marijuana. Former head of the DA's Special Operations Division, Derek Maltz, uh, told the outlet that the operations are usually a partnership between Chinese crime organizations and Mexican cartels. They take the cash from the cartels in America and then they buy these properties and they do these investments with cash from the Mexican cartels in our country. This is part of a laundering scheme. Um, 
So not only are they providing this unbelievably important service to the Mexican cartels by picking up cash and doing the uh, money transfers over the banking apps and stuff like that, but they, they're using the cash in America to buy land, to buy real estate, to buy property, to invest in these grow operations, he added. Many, Maine is not the only state that is dealing with these kinds of illegal operations. In May, it was reported that Chinese criminal gangs are taking advantage of Oklahoma's cheap land and relaxed growing requirements at the time. Almost half of the state, 6,300 licensed grow farms, were under investigation by the Oklahoma Bureau of Narcotics for possible links to illegal black market sales. So, um, so we got all this going on in, um, in the country and, uh, what, 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 what are we doing? Like they, this goes, this goes back to having the borders open because you have Chinese asylum seekers up in Maine or up in these States that are buying these properties and they're not asylum seekers. They can they were flown out to Mexico they met with the cartels, they got the, the money transfer, and then they started walking in the the line with all the the asylum seekers, which are not asylum seekers. Nope, nope. And all you have to do is, oh, I'm just claiming asylum for my country. And I'm like, okay. And I know uh I know you um I sent you that video of uh you know they caught a bunch at the um border and they shot the video uh asking them where they're from, where they're going. And like, uh, like you said, and, uh, you know, who sent it to me, uh, said they're all military age men. It's not families coming across the border. It's not women coming across the border. It's not, well, if it's children, they're, they're already being trafficked, sadly to say. And, um, same with some of the women, but the ones that are getting caught at the border are all military age men. Okay. So in a roundabout way, all these government governors that are trying to take away your second amendment rights, you got to fight back like they did in New Mexico, because if you don't, you're going to be a state without uh, a second amendment or the right to have a firearm or conceal a firearm. And you got all these military men, walk aged men from another country that don't like America, just walking around. And they're, they're planning on doing something. Yeah. They're not coming they into this country and infiltrating this country for no reason. Because right. if the Chinese came over here through California, they're not going to make it too far because of the terrain and just because of the U.S. citizens who do have firearms. But if they start infiltrating them and putting them in strategic areas, yeah, it will probably make things a lot easier. Mm-hmm. That's right. But... They're, they're not doing it too smart because like I've had conversations with people, the government has trained uh, U.S. citizens that are retired in the mil- from the military. And if you think they're not going to take some people with them, I, I, our, our government's stupid or their, their government's stupid. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not going to sit down because they, they love the, the people that trained that you, that you were talking about. They love this country. They're going to defend this country. The, the, um, the hunter. Uh, up, to, up to the point where they're, if it takes their life, then they're, they're still going to do it. Yeah, just like the hunters. 
the hunters are going to do the same thing because that hunt, hunters know how to track animals. You don't think they're going to figure out how to track a person if right, in a exactly. situation like that. And then you, you factor in all the, you know, the regular people that go to the range, you know, they, you know, they go to the range, you know, they, they, they can shoot, you know, and right. uh, they're, they're, they're probably willing to take a few with them to protect their rights and their family and their property. Exactly. Because, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap that one up. All right, so getting into my next one from Fox News. Ohio murder suspect breaks into Georgia home, meets family man with firearm. So this this proves right here what, what you were just saying. Yeah, An not that, and that, was, that wasn't planned. <laughs> no, that was not planned. I already had that, <laughs> already had that queued up over here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, an Ohio man wanted for the murder of a 77-year-old woman was shot by a man defending his family during a home invasion on Thursday, according to the Fayette County um, Sheriff's Office. Uh, Michael James Brooks II of Columbus, Ohio, was hospitalized Friday for injuries sustained during the home invasion. When he is released from medical care, he, was fa- he will face charges for burglary, home invasion, and theft by receiving in Georgia um, and murder charges in Ohio, police said. Investigators said Brooks has an extensive criminal history. He is wanted in connection with the fatal stabbing of Emily Foster, which occurred in September 9th, 2023 in Columbus, Ohio, and also for the carjacking of a red Ford F-150 truck in Kittering, Ohio, which was later found outside the burglarized home in Georgia. Fayette County Sheriff's Office deputies responded to a burglary at the call uh, burglary call at the home just before 2 a.m. on Thursday. A security alarm at the home alerted uh, police to a potential intruder. Deputies were less than three minutes away. Police told Fox 5 Atlanta that the homeowner was armed with a gun and confronted the intruder who was wielding a knife in his basement. The homeowner reportedly warned the suspect before shooting him. Police said the homeowner then left the basement and took up a defensive position on the second floor staircase to protect his family. There, he took his stand and as the subject made his way up to the second floor. He made the comment something to the effect of, you're going to have to kill me when the resident fired a second shot. That was about the time the deputies got no there. No problem. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you're on my motherfucking property. You're going to tell me you're going to have to kill me? No. Nope. Right, say less. <laughs> Here we go. From, from, from what we can tell, he was coming down the stairway with a second gunshot, Wood said. Fayette County Sheriff Barry Babb. At that point, they actually s- still struggled with him as they took him into custody. Um, and that is going to wrap it up for that article. But um, just the mugshot on this dude, he looks like an NFL linebacker. So, you know, they, he was a pretty big dude. And that's probably the reason why he um, got away with all the, all his shit. Well, the, uh, the, uh, the other thing I'd like to add to that is a couple of days ago, I did see another article from Breibart that popped up that um, basically was along the same lines. An intruder group of intruders broke in. Um, the owner of the house killed one of them and injured the other one. And Breibart's quote with that, another win for the second. nice nice well i mean that that's what it's coming to you know people want to and that's what i said because the police aren't going to get to your house they got enough fucking problems they really do and they were i mean look that that guy was they were three minutes away the alarm went off so they were he didn't even have to call they they were they were still three minutes away and three people were like oh three minutes that's a short amount of time 
no, look what all just happened within that three minutes. Yeah. Uh, three minutes, so, three minutes, a lot could happen. You're, you're, yeah, you know, he could have, he could have killed everybody in that house. It's not only that they, they could have killed the parents or tied up the parents and stole the kids, you know, because trafficking is a big thing, you know? Yep. Because, you know, there are probably kids in the house, but I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you you people need to have a fucking plan, okay? You need to have a plan in case something like this happens. If you have multiple people living in your house, there needs to be a plan. You all need to know what the plan is. Like, something like that happens. You hear a bump in the night. You go check it out. Your wife goes and gets the kids, and they they go in the room. You know, she she if she's able to have a firearm she has one uh, ra- uh racked and loaded ready to go and uh because you know there might be multiple people in the house while you're taking care of one of them one might sneak upstairs well they're gonna be they're gonna be uh answered with uh the same the same thing that the first one got but from your wife right right or your or your husband no exactly so but i'll do it for that one all right um, my next one is from Breibart. Wow. I was just talking about these fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Cape Cod residents voting up to 92% for Biden grow worried about over illegal immigration. Oh, really? Live with the fucking problem. You voted it the fuck in. Don't, don't be like, oh, we, we got to deal with this. Well, you, you stupid fucks. On Cape Cod, thought this would be a great idea to vote in pedophile Biden. So, do I feel bad right. for you? No. And if you did, if no, you're, no. and if what it, what was the percentage? Ninety-two. Ninety-two. Ah, uh, so 92%. yeah, so what? The the eight percent that didn't vote for Biden, like you guys should move the fuck off the Cape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Democrats are gonna sink. Cape Cod. Okay, so residents in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, which in some regions voted more than 90% for president or pedophile Joe Biden, are growing worried, so worried over the increasing flow of illegal immigration to their um, picturesque East Coast communities. Oh, wow. And not for long. And let, let, let me, let me, uh, let me, let me inform some listeners. I, I did grow up on the Cape. I'm not from that area anymore, but, um, it is not that picture picturesque. No, I could go, anymore. I could, I could go on for at least an hour about the fucked up shit that happens over there, but they don't want to tell you tourists that because then it will crush the tourism community. But it, it, it is hilarious how none of the stuff, none of the horrible events that happen over there make it into the mainstream media or all that, or the, the, or the massive drug epidemic that is all over there. The only, the only oh, people, on the, Cape. the only people that brought anything to, to light with that was an HBO special. Oh, really? Yeah. It followed around some drug addicts that ended up dying at the end of the fucking, the series. And and I'm I'm being serious in recent weeks, local elected officials in Cape, uh, in Cape Cod as 
well as residents have voiced concerns to Governor uh, Haley, the Democrat, over the arrival of border crossers and illegal aliens from Haiti to their small coastal towns. According to the New York Times, social services in Cape Cod are being stressed and public schools are being overwhelmed. Why the fuck are public schools being overwhelmed? <laughs> are they allowing the are they allowing these illegals in schools? I think so. <sighs> Most recently, officials in in uh I don't know why they say in it should be officials on Cape Cod sent Haley a letter asking the state to stop resettling border crossers and illegal aliens in the Yarmouth resort motel, which they call a nuisance to the town. Oh man. Well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you morons that voted Democrat voted for fucking this other moron. That's the, um, the, uh, governor of that state. Yeah, it's fucking, it's stupid. Glad I don't live in anywhere near that area anymore. It's a fluid process with them day to day. They often neglect to forget the contract, the local municipal officials, town administrator, Robert um, Whitner uh, told NBC News. It's been brutal, quite frankly, in terms of a lot of um, problems that have have been uh, directed towards local officials, towards state officials, and towards federal officials. And honestly, I think a lot of people are fearful. Well, uh, this article is going to go on a little. So if you want to check this out at Breibart, you can. Um, and it goes a little more into it. But like I said, if you, if, if you did not vote Democrat on the Cape, you should get the fuck off it. I did, and my life's 100% better. (laughs) (laughs) I got the fuck out of that state, and my life's 100% better. Um, Nice. But uh, um, it's it's just comical. You know, they, they voted for it, and now they're bitching about it. You voted for this outcome, so live with it, you fucking retards, morons. Exactly. And it's it's actually funny. I think it was 20, 2013. I mean that that might be wrong. When um, uh, Joe Biden was vice president, he they were they were all adamant about having border control and border security and all this border shit. But now now all of a sudden they flipped 180 degrees and now it's open borders and all this other shit. And you have to ask yourself why. And that's why you shouldn't be voting for a politician because. of the politicians will tell you what you want to hear, but do the exact opposite or whatever their agenda is. Exactly. So I'll bring it into my next one from Fox news. Mass migrant release begin in San Diego as border overwhelmed. You're free. (laughs) You're free. You You can go to the Cape. (laughs) Yeah. You can go to the Cape. Border Patrol agents in San Diego are releasing hundreds of illegal immigrants into onto city streets as it struggles to deal with a surge of migrants into the area just after similar releases had started in Arizona. Video out of San Diego shows hundreds of migrants being released from buses with migrants from China and Pakistan onto the streets. Oh, now we got Pakistan joining the joining in. Um, 
that's that's kind of alarming. Because <laughs> like uh, I said, like we said, um, or I said, and you agreed with, uh, you know, all the men, everybody coming across the border are military-aged men. Yeah, and this is the perfect avenue for Pakistan, um, the people of Al-Qaeda that, that you know, come from Pakistan and those, those areas to infiltrate the United States. And that they're doing it 100%. Everybody's watching it. It's being put out there, and everybody's going, eh, I don't give a shit. What's that, what's that TikTok uh, trend now that we got to do? What is it? <laughs> a conversation in the video shows a migrant speaking to a Border Patrol agent who tells him he can do whatever he wants now. You're free to go and go on and do whatever you want. You're free, the agent said. And I don't give a shit. If I was given that order, I wouldn't be telling those those people that if I was a border patrol agent. Um, it's no problem if I go to Chicago, the migrant asked. You can do whatever you want, the agent you, said. You can, you can go to Cape Cod. It's a nice, nice picturesque community. They'll put you up, they'll put you up in a, a nice resort down by the beach. You know, right. they'll they'll even give you a fucking gift card to go to the mall and go get some clothes. <laughs> um, this is after releases have been taking place in Arizona in the Tucson sector for days, as agents have been facing two thousand encounters a day, and images have emerged of packed shelters in places like Ajo, Ajo, I don't know, AGO. I, I mean, AJ, that I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, meanwhile, Texas has continued to rate. Uh, use razor wire to block migrants trying to enter illegally as it offends it fends off a challenge from the Biden administration seeking to stop it from building a buoy barrier in the Rio Grande. The border who as a whole has seen multiple days this week of over 7,000 illegal crossings and when combined with migrants who have come to the ports of entry that number rises now to over 9,000. Nine fucking thousand people. We're being infiltrated people and Nobody's doing shit about it. Yeah, you're gonna have Sources. to. End, you're gonna have to end up uh, taking care of these problems yourself in the coming future. Pretty much, that's that's exactly what it is. Uh, Sources told Fox News this week that early indications show migrant encounters for August, just one month, on track to exceed 230,000 people, making it the sixth month this fiscal year of over 200,000 people. Now think about that. That's 1.2 million people. In six months, that's fucked. Fox News reported on how Border Patrol leadership is setting bookout targets to more quickly process migrants either into the interior or into deportation or removal. Um, that goes on and on with the, the everything that we've already been covering um, with the Ill illegal immigration. And I will not call them fucking um, asylum seekers. I won't call them you know, whatever other thing that, that they are, they're illegal immigrants. That's what they are. You don't come here illegal, uh, legally. You need to get the fuck out, but that'll do it for that article. Yeah. So the thing is, if, you know, with the last couple articles and I know I've said it and all this, um, like people, if you do not have your firearms license, go get the fucking thing. We've already done an article how in Boston, um, the police commissioner is stalling to give people their firearms license. We've talked about, yep. um, 
states that are trying to do away with concealed carry where you've talked about states like new mexico who think oh we'll just we'll just ban 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 it for fucking 30 days um the the list of problems goes on so if you don't have that go get it i'm telling you go get it because some people's plan is oh i'll go to my buddies and they'll let me get something you know when shit shit uh shit goes sideways or whatever no, no, they're not. You're going to be on your own and you're not going to have shit and you're going to be weak as fuck and you're not going to be able to defend your family. And, you know, when somebody breaks into your fucking house and as a man, all you got is, you know, a bat or a knife, which, you know, with some people, yeah, you probably could take to uh, handle the situation with a bat because there are some stupid people um, out there, but, you know, if you get overrun, you're going to get tied up and then who knows what's going to happen after that, you know, because now, exactly now, now it's next is your family. Um, so you think about that yeah. as a man. And that's the whole thing about being an American and you're supposed to be self-sufficient and everything like that. You shouldn't be leaning on other people. No, you should be doing everything you can do within your power, within your, you know, the, the government, uh, you know, the more getting your firearms license. Uh, uh, getting a, a firearm and being and getting proficient with that firearm it's it's not enough just to get it um you need to be proficient with it also exactly and you you brought up a great a great phrase there be self-sufficient because the more self-sufficient you are the harder you are to control because the more you you're just in control of every aspect of your life so if the government does try to do something stupid it doesn't really affect you Exactly. My next article is from the people's voice who orders Biden to arrest Americans who share non mainstream content online. And we're talking about the W H O and I'll talk about the band, the who, <laughs> The WHO is currently finalizing its global pandemic treaty, which will grant the UN, the WHO, and the WEF the ability to govern nations and impose tyrannical censorship policy that directly violate the First Amendment. And here we go again, people. The WEF is involved in some kind of bullshit to take away all of our freedoms. Yep. They want this global, global world or global economy, global global network. The UN member nations, including the United States, have confirmed that they will sign the Global Pandemic Treaty in 2024. Uh, okay. Um, pandemic's over, but you can kind of see what they're doing. They're getting this all set up and signed. So when the next pandemic goes into effect, they can do whatever they want. Once again, once sovereign nations will... Um, uh, once signed, once sovereign nations will surrender authority to the WEF, the UN, the WHO in the event of an international emergency such as global boiling. Um, don't know what that means, but it would be like if we had another pandemic where uh, all of the world is like, oh, God, what do we do? Right. They looked for the government for, for direction. Well, we, it, we, it would go past the government now. So these three organizations would make all the decisions for the world. 
If the global elite decide to declare a climate emergency, they would have full governmental authority to enforce permanent lockdowns. SlayNews.com reports Larry Gostin, who heads Georgetown's WHO Collaborating Center, revealed in a recent interview how the organization will censor um, dissent and and, uh, wrong think online. Gostin has a key behind-the-scenes role in negotiations regarding the pandemic treaty. According to Gostin, the WHO insists online misinformation is a serious threat. Um, The WHO is pushing all society approach to misinformation. Well, if it's a serious um, threat, uh, well, it was a serious health threat, if it's such a problem, then... The shit they're putting out is the serious threat, not the stuff where it's actually telling you what the hell it's doing to your body. Your doctors are coming out and saying this. And that's misinformation. Yeah, that's misinformation. Um, Medical societies, tech companies, uh, fact-checking organizations, and corporate media. Fuck out of here. Corporate media outlets will all apparently need to pull together according to Gostin. Um, Gostin and his fellow uh, creators are making no effort to hide their goal to usher a global governance. Again, they're trying to get this done. They need to get this done before the end of next year. Yep. Because their whole plan of getting Democrats in, Democrats in for every four years up to 2030 got fucked up when Trump got in. And now they got this complete fucking moron in who is a horrible, horrible puppet for them because he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Right. So everything's coming out. They are literally telling you they're uh, everything they're doing play by play by play. And still people are out here. But... Biden. That's, that's it. That's it. Uh, it's fucking, it's, 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 it's joke. However, Gostin insists that the who is uh, on a mission to arrange the lives and futures of all the human race to save the planet. In the interview with health policy watch, Gostin signaled that the who wants to suppress information that questions the vaccine. Hmm. Misinformation poses a serious health threat, especially in the vaccine distribution, Gosling declared. Balancing free speech with combating misinformation is challenging. And all of society approach is needed involving medical societies, tech companies, and fact-checking organizations. Who, the WHO, can lead uh, partnerships between scientific experts and information um, uh, disseminators to ensure uh, credible information reaches the public. Yeah. The information they want to reach the public. Exactly. Gostin also confirmed that the UN agency wants the negotiations to be finalized and the treaty to be signed by all world leaders by May of next year, right before the election. So right before in the election, they can put us in some type of lockdown. And then these three organizations can start rolling out their plans. Yep. And you know, People, you need to wake the fuck up. Like, I don't, I don't know. I really like. It's getting to the point where, like, why, why are we even out here saying all this? Because it's only the the same people that 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 uh know what's going on. It's the fucking morons that just watch the mainstream media and are like, Biden's doing great. Yeah. 
But this goal would be just in time for the next World Health Organization Assembly meeting. So they want it done before the election and before this meeting. So when they all get together for their assembly meeting, they can roll. They can start rolling out the plans of what they need to get this global dominization done, and you know, start controlling everything you're doing. Yep, it's that's, like that's it's true. It's with that we were just talking before we got on, uh, and um, you know, we were talking about the uh, digital currency, what they're trying to roll out. You know, people don't get that, and what it means is. You know, when they get that all done, that each item that you own and each item you go to the grocery store and get, you're only limited to a certain amount of that shit per, per week so or month. So if you go and you get a thing of steak and that, uh, and they're going to have it all itemized so they can follow what you're doing. So if the steak is like 0016 and you got 0016 three times already this month, and you did it in the beginning of the month, you're not getting any more steak. You're cut off. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do, they're going to cut you off from your account and then you're not going to be able to do anything. And you're going to have to get on your knees and beg and plead and say, you're sorry. You, you didn't mean to get that steak. And it's going to be like that for every item. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's where we're going. So all you stupid people that are like, Oh, the digital currency is going to be so much more easier. You know, it's going to make our lives easier. You fucking idiots. The, the easier you think your life's getting is easier for them to control you. Yeah. The government should not be controlling any part of our lives. No. We should be controlling exactly. the country. Exactly. We, we live in a society right now where we know nothing about the government, but they know everything about us. Mm-hmm. That's not the way it was supposed to be at all when our founding fathers uh, wrote up the Constitution. Right. It was supposed to be... You know everything about the politicians, everything they're doing, and they know nothing about us yeah. because they're working for us. Exactly. Without us, they have nothing. Exactly. And without, without us listening or falling for all their, their, their traps, they, they have no control. The, the people that keep falling in line are falling in line and falling in line. You know, it's like a perfect example. We did we did the article uh, about the people on the Cape a little early, mm-hmm. earlier in the show. Perfect example. You guys all wanted to fall in line, and now you guys are bitching. Oh, dude, there's there's an immigration problem here. Well, wait, you, well, no you, you you did it to your fucking self. All because all because you didn't want Trump in because he he had some mean tweets and he went tanning. He went tanning and uh, everybody had was insulted. Yeah, everybody was insulted that he 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 was orange. Yeah, yeah. but now, but now you got a guy that is part of the fucking problem with child trafficking and children coming over the border, and all he's worried about is, oh man, I can't wait to sniff that one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you you guys would rather deal with that than a guy that goes tanning. Right. Yeah. There there people are coming around. I've I've seen a lot of people they they're regretting falling. They actually say we we re- regret falling for Biden because he made all these promises and did all the and said he was going to do all these things and hasn't done shit. And just like you said, every Democratic president that gets in there, they go around and they're like, "Oh, we're going to fix all this stuff. Give us your votes." So they do it and then they don't do shit about it. And they don't plan on it because no. they they have their own fucking agenda. Yeah, because they want to keep them there. 
Exactly. They love the inner city. They love to huddle everybody up like that and then give them pennies. So that way there they can't prosper. So okay. they so the elitists, they stay pro, they stay prosperous. So I'll bring it into my next one from the Epic Times. Meteorologists, scientists explain there is why there is no climate emergency. Flawed modeling and overblown rhetoric drowning out scientific reality for the sake of money and power, climate experts say. There is no climate emergency. Okay. On your next article. That one's... <laughs> okay, the um, next one. Right. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, but no, it goes on. It says, uh, in the alarmist messaging pushing, pushed by the global elites is purely political. That's why the 1,609 scientists and informed professionals stated when they uh, signed the Global Climate Intelligence Group's World Climate Declaration. Jesus Christ. Climate science should be less political, while climate policy should be more scientific. The declaration begins. Scientists should, not op- uh, should openly address uncertainties and exaggerations in their predictions of global warming, while po- uh, politicians should dispassionately count the real cost as well as the imagined benefits of their policy measures. The politicians should stay the fuck out. Climate is scientific. A, a politician should not be in the fucking in with the climate. The group is an independent climate watchdog founded in 2019 by Emeritus Professor of Geophysics Gus Burkout and Marcel Kroc, a science journalist. According to, the, to its website, the organization's objective is to generate knowledge and understanding of the causes and effects of climate change as well as the effects of climate policy. And it does so by objectively looking at the facts and engaging in scientific research into climate change and climate policy. The declaration uh, signatories include Nobel laureatus, theoretical physicists, uh, meteorologists, uh, professors, and environmental scientists worldwide. And when a select few were asked by the Epic Times why they signed the declaration stating that the climate emergency is farce, they all stated in a, a variation of because it's true. So you have all of these medical professionals, Nobel, whatever the fuck that was, theoretical physicists, all these people that study this shit. They live this, live and breathe this shit, and they're saying there's no climate emergency, but yet we have the politicians pushing this fucking bullshit of, of a climate emergency that we don't have. It um, goes on to say, I signed the declaration because I believe the climate is no longer studied scientifically. Rather, it has become an item of faith. Ham Benaroya a distinguished pro, uh, professor of mechanical and aerospace engineering at Rutgers University told the Epic Times, the earth has warmed about two degrees. So according to the politicians with that, you know, we're going we're gonna to fucking die. Um, since the end of... Hold on, what? The, the, would you say it went up? It went up two degrees? Fahrenheit. That's a I fucking I lie. Said, I should have said that. That is a fucking lie. Because if you go up into the northern states of this country... Everybody's talking about how cold it is. Yeah. Like it's, it's getting colder. It's not getting warmer. And I know for a fact, because I do drive into some of the Northern States in this country because of my job. And you know, there is from where I start to where I end up in the, in, you know, the state, there's a 20 degree swing and it's not getting warmer. Right. Right. Let me tell you that. Right. Yeah. I don't know. 
their their whole thing though i i've i've heard about this before is that if it raises it it goes up two degrees celsius which is a lot more in fahrenheit yeah um then there's an issue but two degrees fahrenheit isn't even gonna register on the celsius scale yeah and for some reason that's what that's what they they usually like to use it's weird that they said fahrenheit probably because it's such a small amount but the earth has warmed about two degrees fahrenheit since the end of the little ice age around 1850 18 fucking 50. So you're talking 173 years. The earth's gone up two degrees. Yeah. Fahrenheit, which isn't shit. But that hardly constitutes an emergency or even a crisis since the planet has been warmer yet over the last few millennia. Because we definitely had people back in fucking millennia doing this shit. Like, I I find all this hard to believe. But uh, Ralph Alexander, a retired physicist and author of the website Science Under Attack, told the Epic Times. There's plenty of evidence that the average temperatures were higher during the so-called mid, uh, medieval warm period, centered around the year 1000, when uh, the Roman warm period, when grapes and citrus fruits were grown in now much colder Britain in the early Holocene after the last regular ice age ended. And like you've said on multiple shows, the ozone uh, layer has completely closed up in in certain terms, healed itself. Yeah, yeah it did. Know. And that's because um, there was a lot of good things that did happen. I mean, I I'm, I love cars. I'm, a, I'm an enthusiast with cars. I don't have any, but I love them. Yeah. Um, but it's funny when you when you see and smell a 60s or 70s car. Oh, yeah. Drive yeah, by, yeah, you, you can know, smell yeah. the exhaust. I love the smell, but you can just tell. They're, that, they're running rich. Yeah, they, they've done a lot with the climate we're at a safe place now there's nothing else for them to do but they need to keep continuing this show but this article is very long very informative so i would encourage everybody to go look at that at the epic times um meteorologist scientists explain why there's no climate emergency and uh educate yourselves so this next one's from the epic times i know me and you talked we were gonna go into a different different thing but that you know some of these we got so many articles, and we need to try to jam them into this fucking show. Yep. So, uh, G20 announces plan to impose digital currencies and IDs worldwide. Hmm. There you go. We, we, I'm just talking about this. The leaders of the group group of 20 nations have agreed to plan uh, to a plan to eventually impose digital currency and digital IDs on their represent respective poly, uh, populations amid concern that governments might use them to monitor their people's spending and crush uh, dissent. Um, The G20, which is made up of the world's leading rich and developing nations and is currently under India's presidency, adopted a final declaration on the subject over the weekend in New New Delhi. The um, group announced last week that they have agreed to build the necessary infrastructure to implement digital currency and IDs. While the group is uh, said the discussions are already underway to create international regulations for cryptocurrencies, it claimed that there was no talk of banning cryptocurrency at the summit. Many critics are concerned that governments and central banks will eventually regulate cryptocurrencies and then immediately replace them with central uh, bank digital currencies, CBDC, which lacks similar, uh, similar privacy and security. India uh, finance minister uh, 
Narmela Sitharmna said that the discussions are underway to build a global framework to regulate crypto assets because they believe that cryptocurrencies can't be regulated uh, efficiently without total international cooperation. India's G20 presidency has put on the table key issues related to regulating or understanding that there should be a framework for handling issues related to crypto assets. Um, that person where I can't pronounce their, their name said before the G20 gathering, um, the top items discussed at the new, uh, new Dali summit, uh, included building digital public infrastructure, digital, uh, economy and crypto assets and CBDCs. Um, the international monetary funds, First deputy manager director said in a video posted on X, formerly known as Twitter, that the G20 helped uh, shape a global perspective on how policymakers should deal with crypto assets. She also told business uh, today that there is no talk of banning cryptocurrencies, indicating a global consensus against such measures in this discussion. However, some of the suggestions call for additional po- uh, policying of cryptocurrencies which is decentralized and don't operate under central banks control critics say that these proposals might allow government authorities to impose a social credit score uh, system and decide how their citizens can spend their money Mm. so if you want to go on because this article is another lengthy one uh epic times when they they put out an article and they put out the information um this one you can go check out. Uh, Epic Times G20 announces plan to impose digital currencies and IDs worldwide. We both recommend you go and fucking educate yourself on this because nobody else is putting this out on the mainstream because this is considered misinformation, apparently. But this is what they're trying to do. But it's on their website. Pretty too. much they want to turn this into the Hunger, Hunger Games. Yeah, pretty much. So... People, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Smarten the fuck up. And share the show and ha- tell people that you may, may not have the same belief as you and be like, hey, listen to this. Listen to this episode. Or, you know. Li- li- listen to this. Like, you could even get it to, because I know on these you can get it to, okay, listen from 2.15 to right. th- this point. Just listen to this, please. Like, right. you know, they don't have to listen to the whole show. No, and that's the thing. We're not writing any of this shit. We're pulling this from the inter- from the internet. Yeah, these are all, the, all this shit's out there. You just, you just have to look for it. Yeah, and and it's not. We're not taking credit for 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 the information that's being put out. We're just trying to get it out there. Nope. Yeah, I, because we don't make a fucking penny off of any no. of this. Everything comes out of our pocket. We don't yeah. have like you know people funding us or anything like that. We do this on our our own time. With well, our own well, money. If somebody reached out to us, I'd probably end up telling them to fuck off because they'd be like, hey, you can't talk about this. Yeah, exactly. You can't do this. No. And I'd be like, yeah. No, that's not going to happen. Could suck my fucking dick. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so my next one's from Newsmax. Soros backed Joe Biden TikTok influencers. Hmm. Wow, shocker. Right? <laughs> Uh, billionaire Democratic donor George Soros is funding a group of Generation Z TikTok creators to support President Joe Biden while simultaneously 
criticizing conservatives, according to an investigation from the New York Post. In 2022 and 2021, the Open Society Foundation, fund, uh, founded by Soros, donated $5.5 million to Accelerate Action, Inc. This nonprofit organization then gave at least $300,000 to another nonprofit, Gen Z for Change, in 2022. According to Gen Z for Change's website, the 500 or so young enterprising individuals focus their priorities on uh, climate justice, eliminating all barriers of entry to the United States and relocating local police budgets and funding social and health programs that have proven to deter crime. Throughout his presidency, Biden has relied on social media influences to promote his policies. In 2022, according to the Washington Post, Biden hosted briefings with them on key issues such as the war in Ukraine and the uh, coronavirus pandemic. At one point, Biden personally walked them through the West Wing and encouraged them to get the coronavirus vaccine booster. According to Gen Z for Change's account on X, the uh, the group was also invited to the White House to witness the signing of the Inflation Reduction Act, which... Did not fucking work. That was a fucking joke. And everybody fucking mocked him and everybody else that was a part of it. Just just raised our fucking taxes. Raised taxes, raised fucking just no, everything. No, no, nobody nobody on the Democratic side wanted to admit like that. Oh, no, that was great. That was great for the country. Yeah. Okay, no. well, when you, when you go and do your taxes for the next couple of years, tell me how great it was. Exactly. But at this time, it is unclear how Gen Z for change disperses the Soros cash to its influencer activists. And that is the end of the article. But they want to talk about, you know, you just talked about, you know, WHO and everything. They want to control misinformation. Well, what the fuck is this? Well, here we go again. Newsmax, George Soros helped fund purchase of 22 papers in Maine. Look at that. Oh, man. Fucking guys all over the place. Got to get, got to control the information being put out in the papers. George Soros, Open Society Foundation and medical device billionaire, philanthropist. Something like that. Yeah, whatever. Well, I can't pronounce that fucking guy's name. We're (laughs) uh, We're instrumental in the nonprofit purchase of nearly two dozen respected local newspapers in Maine, including the Portland Press Herald in the Lewiston Sun Journal and the Kennebec Journal. Um, the National Trust for Local News says it received funding from Soros organization, but denies that the Open Society Foundations provided funding specifically for the purchase of the local papers. But... Um, uh, a reporter that Soros and Weiss did donate funds to the National Trust could acquire the papers, and the donations um, had not been previously reported. In total, the Soros-backed National Trust acquired five daily papers and a further 17 weekly publications in Maine, the Daily Caller reported. Both Open Society and Weiss gave millions to the National Trust for the purchase of the main newspapers. Weiss is a major uh, funder of American progressive organizations, funneling nearly $500 million into left-wing adv- advocacy groups. Um, Americans 
for public trust, a watchdog group alleges that the Swiss billionaire uses a foreign influence loophole to perform his philanthropy. philanthropy. <laughs> you know what? And that then, word. Yeah, but then, you know what? After the show, I'm going to be walking around just saying that all normal. Probably. There's always one word on the show that fucking... <laughs> A media, a media research center report found that Soros had donated $52 million to the media and organization since 2003, according to the MRC. Some of these donations breached the Society of Professional Journalism ethical code regarding conflicts of interest. Uh, conservative political money and investing in Maine... Uh, to observe. According to the financial filing shared separately with, um, with them by accountable, accountable U.S. conservative judicial activist Leonard, Leonard Leo's uh, politic network has been partially financing a local right-wing publication in Maine, The Maine Wire. It is a small digital media site that publishes state and national news. According to filings, Shared in 2020 and 2021, the Maine Wire's parent organization, the Maine Policy Institute, received funding from several nonprofits backed by Leo, including uh, Schwab, uh, Charitable Fund, and Donors Trust. Maine uh, has elected both Democrats and Republicans in the state. It is represented by Susan Collins, a Republican, and Angus King, an independent who... Um, caucuses with the Democrats. Former President Donald Trump lost Maine in 2016, though by less than three points. Yeah, but that motherfucker is going to win Maine this this time around. Promise you that. That just goes to show something that you know Maine's a blue state, and he didn't lose by that much. No. So they re- they recognized that. Well, mo- they a recognized lot of people recognized he, that he, he was had a, a great good president. Yeah. And they're jealous of his tan because, you know, they're white as fuck up there because <laughs> yeah, it's always fucking cold. I know. Oh, wait, it's global warming. It's probably warm up there, so. <laughs> yeah, it's probably cold in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they want you to think. That's why That's why everybody's coming out of, coming through the southern border. It's so cold down there. Right. And they're, they're, trying trying, get, they're trying to get to Canada where it's warmer. Right, exactly. That's what's happening. Fuck. They figured it out. That's it. They, you heard it first here on the Realist Uncensored podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> So my next one's from Newsmax. Biden mocks GOP impeachment inquiry. Lots of luck. That's because he knows that no matter what fucking happens, they have the they have the upper hand because uh, they have their bullshit that they'll pull. But um, defiant President Joe Biden dismissed a reporter's question Sunday about his reaction to the House Republicans launching an impeachment inquiry into his potential ties to his son's foreign business dealings. Lots of luck, Biden responded to a reporter with a smile outside the White House on Sunday. Biden's bold response bellies his own White House counsel, uh, counsel's office spokesman Ian Sam's concern about the media coverage uh, covering the impeachment inquiry. Impeachment is grave, rare, and historic, but it's okay for you to do it for Trump multiple times. Sam's wrote in a memo to the media urging potential White House allies to ramp up critical coverage against Republicans for opening an impeachment inquiry. Look at that's fucking funny. They did it multiple times to Trump and it was all good. They do it to they do it the other way around and they're, they're fucking. They're acting like little children. It's time for the media to ramp up its scrutiny 
of House Republicans for opening an impeachment inquiry based on lies in a line bold in the memo read. Rep. Tom Tiffany, a Republican of Wisconsin, a member of the House Judiciary Committee, denounced the diversion tactics in an interview last week with Newsmax's Newsline. You can see how desperate they are at this point, Tiffany told host Bianca De La Garza. Rather than turning over record, uh, records from the Biden's family to prove his innocence, what do they do? They attack us. Who are bringing the facts to the table? One thing that I'm really uh, pleased with, what we've done in the House of Representatives, Representatives and our chairman of our committees in regards to this investigation is we've been very methodical and we've been factual. Over 20 phone calls, Joe Biden and his son, 20 shell companies created, $20 million that has been taken from the Biden family. Those are all facts. And what I would encourage the independent press, as Mr. Sams referred to it, I hope they have the integrity they, that they will, they will say, we want to find out what's going on here, and we're going to di- help dig out the information for the American people to have full transparency. So there's really not much uh, that's going to end the article there. But, uh, oh, no, he did. He goes, I got, a, I got a job to do, Biden said. Everybody always asks about impeachment. I get up every day, not a joke, not focused on impeachment. I got a job to do. I've got to deal with the issues. I got ice cream to find. I, I, but I can't go home home. I've got to can't deal. go home home. <laughs> I got ice cream I got to eat. Can't even I drive got, my Corvette. I, he's, got, uh, he's got children he needs to sniff. Yep, yep. He's got he's got he's got a busy life. He does. I've got to deal with the issues that affect the American people every single solitary day. None of those issues except the um have to do with the American people. They all have to do with him. I didn't list off one thing that has to do with this country. Nope. <laughs> but that's the president. <laughs> fucking fucking amazing. Okay, my next one, we're going to get into the COVID shit. So this is all misinformation for all you listeners. I'm just putting it out there because I got nothing better to do. The uh, Epic Times, myocarditis and COVID-19 vaccines, how the CDC missed a safety signal and hit a warning. Okay. And if you haven't fucking seen this, and you have an X formerly known as Twitter because nobody knows that. Fucking getting sick and tired of reading that. Um, I don't know what the hell you're doing, but COVID-19 vaccines cause heart inflammation. U.S. authorities now acknowledge. Whoa. And when when did the pandemic start? 2020. 2020. It took them three years to now acknowledge that, you fucking morons. Right. But after being warned in early 2021 about a large number of cases among healthy young people in Israel after COVID-19 vaccination, authorities did not immediately alert the public while also uh, failing to detect the safety signal that was present in the United States, an Epic Times investigation has found. Even after deaths from myocarditis, inflammation of the heart were reported and myocarditis was um, uh, designated as the likely side effect of the shots. U.S. officials kept recommending vac- vaccination for virtually the entire populace. Yes, they did. Pedophile Biden was up on his his little podium in 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 his in his room with his pajama pants on and his suit top, telling everybody he's getting frustrated. 
I don't think that was his exact word, but he was getting, he was getting pissed. He wanted to say piss because nobody was following his orders. Come on, man. I know. He's like, you guys need to do this so I can get extra ice cream. The, that, <laughs> that led to millions of young people receiving the vaccine. Many of those people suffered. Um, uh, a 14-year-old was one of them. He received a dose of the fi- Pfizer BioNTech vaccine on May 2021 and the second dose in June of 2021. Two days after the second dose, um, Aiden who is the 14-year-old, who was woken in the middle of the night with a pain that comparably to uh, when he tore his uh, interior uh, ligament. His mother, Emily, rushed him to the hospital where he spent days receiving care. Even after he was discharged, his exercise was limited for more than four months. Uh, the mother trusted the U.S. Centers of Disease Control and Prevention before experience. Now she does not. I hate them. I think they're fucking evil. I added the fucking in there. Wow, that, I was going to say. I think, she was probably thinking Yeah, that. yeah, that's what she was thinking. Told the Epic Times. Um, so this one's going to go on. You might want to read this because if you're thinking about getting the, the, the Pokemon booster coming up... Um, you might want to read this so you know what the fuck's going to happen to so you. So he got he got a, an injection on in May and then June? Yeah. I, I, I thought it was supposed to be like three months in between each booster or something like that. Well, when, you're, well, when you're trying to catch them all, you know. Jesus Christ. Okay, so this next one for all you uh, moron parents out there that think, hey, you know what? They, they, they said, uh, uh, you know, uh, I can get the vaccine. Even though I'm pregnant, not me, because I can't get pregnant. But you know, there's some men out there that think they can, but I'm not one of them. No. But for you pregnant females that thought, "Hey, I can get uh, the vaccine and nothing will happen," listen up. This one's from Public. Uh, COVID vaccine mRNA and breast milk shows CDC lied about safety. No shit. No way. They lied again. <laughs> It is, it is safe for pregnant and breastfeeding women to get vaccinated against COVID-19, according to the C, uh, Centers of Disease Control. In fact, according to the CDC, vaccination during pregnancy benefits the baby. Oh, I got an article about that. And reports have shown that breastfeeding um, people who have received the mRNA COVID vaccine have antibodies in their breast milk, which could help protect their babies. The CDC wasn't alone. The American College of um, uh, Ostetrics and Gynecology repeatedly urged pregnant breastfeeding women to get vaccinated. There was no reason to worry, experts said, because injected mRNA stays in the arm and does not travel around the body. Are you a fucking moron? If you believe that, you what do you think? Oh, you get a shot in your fucking arm and the blood just stops there, it freezes the rest of your life? It's just like... Shit, we're we're in the forearm now. What a fucking we're, we're bunch not, of retards. We're, we're not going anywhere. So you only you only get COVID in that shot area, too. Yeah. The, 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 what the fuck? 
It is unlikely that the vaccine would enter the bloodstream and reach the breast tissue. The Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine assured mothers in a statement on December 14th, 2020, if it, if it does, it would, it's like even less likely to either interact um, with the mRNA transfer into milk. But now a pivotal new study published yesterday reveals that was all a lie. It is a lie because when the, when the woman is pregnant, you have to be on a, a more strict diet to give your kid that, well, that's growing inside well, of you well, well, the, hold, the best benefits. Well, if you're a mother and you think, hey, I got a shot in my arm and it's just going to stall out right there and stay right there, you don't belong having a fucking kid. Very true. Very true. I don't even think you understand how a kid's made. Right. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, just happened one day. Okay. So for all you fucking moron mothers out there that think it was okay to get vaccinated while you were pregnant and then you're like you know what after after that i'm gonna get my baby vaccinated okay here's a warning for you if you're that much of a moron baby who died 34 hours after vaccines had toxic level of aluminum in his blood report confirms that's fucked a main couple Last week, finally got the answers they'd been seeking for nearly a year. Ever since their 62-day-old son, Sawyer, died October 28, 2022, 34 hours after receiving his scheduled childhood vaccinations. According to the toxicology report, Sawyer's blood contained 95 micrograms per liter of aluminum, a level that would be toxic for adults. A tox, uh, toxologist told the couple the aluminum and aluminum levels in the blood were due to the vaccines. She said the viral infection Sawyer was being treated for could uh, have been a contributing factor. Sawyer's parents, Melissa, a registered nurse, and her fiance Nick shared their story last week with the journalist Jennifer uh, Mar- Marglas. In the interview uh, this week with the defender, the couple detailed their um, search for the truth, beginning with how Maine's medical examiner refused to repeat a request to perform lab tests that might have shown uh, shown the shown what the vaccines it did. Instead, initially ruled Sawyer's death uh, due to inappropriate sleep position and the environment. So if you want to read this, it goes on with the, the personal story about Sawyer and all that and what happened, but that's what's going on. So if you're about to have a baby, because they said this was their the, Sawyer's normal vaccines, you as a parent better be in there fucking asking, what is that? Yeah. And yep. if they try to give him the fucking vaccine, you better shove that thing up their fucking ass. Right. Be like, here's your, here's your next booster. Here's your next booster up your ass. Um, okay, this next one's from the Epic Times. COVID-19 vaccines revealed is neither safe nor effective, Watchdog says. Misinformation. <laughs> wow. I didn't even get through it. Sorry. Just COVID vaccines were authorized in Canada during 2020 and 2021 without being subjected to the country's safety tests and required under established drug regulations and accountability watchdog revealed. So for you Canadian listeners, look at this. This one just slid into the COVID, the COVID one. Okay. 
So perk them fucking ears up if you're from Canada. And an investigation into COVID-19 vaccines found that they were neither safe nor effective. According to the nonprofit organization, National Citizens Inquiry, the NCI, the organization published a report on September 14th detailing the flawed mechanism through which the vaccines were granted approval in Canada. It is important important to understand that the COVID-19 vaccines were under never approved under the traditional approval process for drugs in Canada. The uh, report states, instead, Health Canada, the federal agency responsible for national health policy, approved the vaccines through an alternative authorization process. Under the alternative uh, authorization process, the necessity to establish the safety and uh, efficiency of the COVID-19 vaccines through an objective manner Manner, uh, manner appears to have been set aside, the report states. Um, Canada's food and drug regulations require that the drug can only be approved in the country after its safety and effectiveness are uh, demonstrated to the Minister of Health. Then the minister considers whether the benefits uh, outweigh the risks uh, following which approval is granted. Instead, the following regulations... The Minister of Health sanctioned an uh, order to on September 16, 2021, which exempted all COVID-19 vaccines from normal review and approval. So they, in Canada, don't know what the fuck the vaccine's going to do to you because it didn't go through the right process. But they're still pushing it out there. They're still pushing it out there in Canada because That's you're fucked, fucked up uh, loser Prime Minister Justin Trudeau who's too busy checking out all the men he's standing by when they're fucking uh, up on the podium. Hey, you're new over here. Yeah, you're new. <laughs> I haven't seen you. I know an asshole. So, so, so over here in North America, we got a president that sniffs kids in America, and then in Canada, we got a guy that's just just can't keep his hands and his eyes off all the men. That's fucked. This provision usually allows the minister to override normal regula- regulations in uh, situations of significant risk to health, society, uh, safety, and environment. So if you want to read this one a little further, my Canadian friends up north, you can. It is uh, the Epic Times, COVID na- vaccines revealed as neither safe nor effective. And your prime minister would probably know that if he wasn't checking out all these guys. Right, and actually wonder, do his and, fucking and, job. And wondering when he's going to get into the sack with them to see their sack. <laughs> um, I'll do this last one for COVID, then we'll get back into it. But I know MJ's got some fucking articles too. Half, yes. half in the U.S. interested in getting an updated COVID shot. See, they're trying to catch them all, half of America. Okay. About half Americans are interested in getting an updated COVID-19 vaccine more than three years after the virus infected millions and upended daily life across the United States and around the world, according to a new Rudders poll. The results suggest that more um, might be willing to get the booster shot than a year ago. Okay, morons. Uh, When only around roughly one in six Americans opted for the updated shot, according to data in the U.S. Center's Disease Control Prevention. Okay, so uh, if you want to read that one, that's on uh, Newsmax about how half of the Americans are but stupid, and um, yeah, yeah, they are. They're they're fucking retarded. I don't give a shit. It, this 
all this information's been been out there. People know about it. Might not be in mainstream media, but it's out there on Facebook. It's out there on TikTok. It's out there on all kinds of social media platforms. But that's the whole thing is they, the algorithm. If you don't look at shit like that, then it's not going to come up. No. Which is, that's fucked up. That's why I don't like the algorithm. Because it's going to keep showing it. That's why social media gets boring for me. Because I'm seeing the same shit over and over and over again. But my next one is from the Gateway Pundit. California sues oil giants. Says they deceive public on climate change. Seeks funds for wildfires, storm damage, deadly heat waves, and droughts. That's that's California for you. And they're suing. You know why? Because fucking nobody's leaving, living there anymore. They're all leaving. So I know, like, we I don't know. have any Ca- more money. Ca- California is like um is like South America. You got yeah. you got you got uh you got to you got everybody leaving there trying to seek asylum. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like back in the day when when we um when we acquired shit from uh, Texas from Mexico, I think it was, right? I think that's what it was. And now now Mexico's going into fucking California, so they're taking California now. But they can have it. They can yeah, they can fucking have it, that's for sure. Practically already do. <laughs> California is suing big oil for deceiving the public on how false their fossil fuels contributed to cl- uh, climate change. On Friday, California filed a civil lawsuit in a, in state superior court in San Francisco against BP, ExxonMobil, Chevron, Shell, Conoco Phillips, who the fuck that is, in their trade group, American Petroleum Institute. California's Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom blasted the oil companies and blamed them for wildfires, storms, deadly heat waves, and droughts. Storms and droughts. Makes sense. Uh, For more than 50 years, big oil has been lying to us, covering up the fact that they've long known how dangerous fossil fuels are uh, they produce are for our planet, Newsom said. But I'm sure he he doesn't have all electric everything, like a fucking electric car and all that shit. I'm sure he flies around on a fucking plane that takes fucking jet fuel which burns worse for the environment than any car or truck that's fucking out there. Uh, California taxpayers shouldn't have to foot the bill for billions of dollars in damages. Wildfires wiping out the entire communities, toxic smoke clogging our air, deadly heat waves, record-breaking droughts, and parching our wells. I think you have a lot more to focus on than than natural, natural disasters there, fucking dickhead Newsom. Um... There's an expert uh, excerpt from AP. The state of California filed a lawsuit against some of the world's largest oil and gas companies claiming they deceived the public about the risks of fossil fuels now uh, faulted for climate uh, climate change-related storms and wildfires that caused billions of dollars in damage, officials said Saturday. But I just did an article not that long ago that said that the, the Earth's temperature has risen two degrees Fahrenheit. And like I said, they use... In science, in in the scientific community, they use Celsius. Oh, you're talking about the article on the show? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about you know weeks ago. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> so it only rose two degrees Fahrenheit, and to if you would equate that to Celsius, it's probably like maybe point one. For it. so there is none of this shit happening. It's just California is trying to get creative and trying to get some money because like I said, everybody's fucking leaving there. And, uh, that's actually going to do it for that article. Um, it's a little ridiculous, but kind of along that lines in, in Georgia, 
We got something else going on here. Uh, from the Epic Times, Georgia suspends gas tax amid emergency declaration over inflation. <coughs> Excuse me. It says, uh, Governor Brian Kemp has declared a state of emergency due to high inflation and negative economic conditions affecting Georgians as a result of policies coming out of Washington with the governor suspending taxes on diesel and gasoline to provide relief. I think that's a good thing. <clears throat> Mr. Kemp signed an executive order on September 12th declaring a legal emergency over high higher prices and spending uh, state taxes on diesel and gasoline starting on September 13th and lasting through October 12th. From runaway federal spending to policies that hamstring domestic energy production, all Bidenomics has done is take money out of the pockets of the middle class, Mr. Kemp said in a statement. Well said, sir. <laughs> While high prices continue to, continue to hit family budgets, hardworking Jordans deserve real relief, and that's why I signed an executive order today to deliver it directly to them at the pump, he added. While inflation has come down from the 9.1% peak in June of 2022, many consumers are still reeling from persistent, persistently elevated price pressures of recent years. The high inflation of the past two years has done lots of economic damage due to the high inflation. Typical households spend spent $202 more in a July than they did a year ago to buy the same goods and services. And they spent $709 more than they did two years ago. So looks like President Dickhead is not doing a fucking good job. Yeah, just because you, you fucking, um, you raise the gas prices and then you bring them down a couple, couple cents. That doesn't mean you fucking did anything. Right. And, and you know what? They've left the prices here so long that it's just become normalized. So people are just like, yeah, those gas prices, they came down a little. When, all, when in all reality, they should be at $2 or fucking less by now. Yeah, because I, I said in a, in a previous podcast that over in Russia, they're paying, <clears throat> I think it was like $1.80 a gallon or something like that. Yeah, that's why Don should be the president. Don. That's going to do it for that article, though, because it goes into the other shit that they've done before, but that'll do it for that one. Okay, we're going to wrap up COVID real quick with these last three. Um, vigilant news, vaccine inquiry treatment, fasting for 48 to 72 hours creates autopathy, um, the body's detox process that kills COVID-19 vaccine spike protein, damaged cells, and reboots the immune system. Wow, look at that. Your body can fucking handle um take uh getting rid of the vaccine so all you all you people trying to catch all the fucking boosters you guys can um can detox from this this drug and then go get high again because i get high <laughs> <I> get- <laughs> um but basically, if you want to go uh, do the research on this, this is Vigilant News. I'm not really going to get into it because it's a step-by-step process, links on how this, this actually works. But I just wanted to bring it to everybody's attention that by fasting and drinking water for three days, you can clean your body out of the vaccine. Yes, yeah, two to three days. And usually people work a five-day schedule so yeah. and have two days off back-to-back so you don't have to worry about being at work or anything. 
and you know, not, not being nourished. And, and that, that means you vaccinated people that are single. You guys can uh, flush your system and um, start dating somebody that's uh, unvaccinated. And that was smart. And that, that was, was a, has, has a head on their shoulders and can see what the fuck's going on. Right. You know, fucking morons. Yeah, they are. Okay. This next one is from NBC news. Sore throat, then congestion, common COVID symptoms follow a pattern now, doctors say. Okay. Doctors say they are finding it increasingly difficult to distinguish COVID from allergies or the common cold, even as hospitals tick up. Which right there says that COVID is not that Uh, uh, fucking bad. I know. The illness past hallmarks such as dry cough or loss of sense or smell, have become less common. Instead, doctors are observing milder disease, uh, mostly concentrated in the upper respiratory tract. It is the same typical symptoms that we're seeing before. It's a lot of congestion, sometimes sneezing, usually a mild sore throat, said Dr. Eric Edding, vice chair of the operations of emergency uh, medical in Mount Siena, downtown in New York City, the sore throat usually arrives first, he said, then congestion, you know, just like a normal cold, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The Zoe COVID symptom study, which collects data on self-reported symptoms in the UK through smartphone apps, uh, has documented the same trend. Its uh, findings suggest the sore throat become more common after the Omicron variant grew in late 2021, loss of smell by contrast became less widespread. The rate of the hospital admissions declined compared to the summer and fall of 2021. So if you want to know a little more about how common, the how uh, COVID is actually just the common cold and you morons are getting vaccinated because you guys have a cold, hey, go check it out, NBC News. Um and then the last one is going to be from Epic Times. Epic Health Journal rejects request to retract study suggesting negative COVID vaccine effectiveness. A scientific journal is rejecting a request to retract a study that found people who received a COVID-19 booster were more likely to become infected uh, when compared to the unvaccinated people. No shit, because you're you're basically when you get a vaccine you're getting fucking whatever that that uh virus is injected into your body so i'm not surprised that but then you got these fucking idiots oh 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 my god i'm so so lucky i'm so lucky i was vaccinated because if i wasn't vaccinated i'd be dead right now no if you were unvaccinated you probably wouldn't be sick right now exactly exactly and if you weren't wearing a mask and you were breathing in air like actual I won't say it's fresh air, but actual air into your body instead of the fucking recycled um, air that's coming out of your your body, the you know the oxygen and carbon dioxide. Yeah, you probably wouldn't be sick. Analyzing numbers from California's prison system, a research group found that those who received one of the uh, one of the boosters had a high infection rate, the higher infection rate than people who never received the dose of COVID nineteen vaccine. Their study published by the journal. Uh, following peer review. So you, I'm not going to go into this anymore. Crazy because we say this all the time. If you want to check it out and you don't believe what I'm saying, you think I, I'm making it up, you can check out this article at Epic Times. Um, but other than that, 
Like the vaccine's a fucking joke, people. Come on, it is a joke, and you never you never saw a, a mandate for the flu vaccine. No, and that actually kills people. Yeah, so it's it's just fucked up. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. So uh, I don't know if you're getting the vaccine, you're a fucking moron. If uh, you think any of this is made up, you're a moron. If you're wearing a mask. You're a you're moron. moron. If you voted for Biden, you're a moron. And trust me, if you're driving down the fucking street with a mask on, you don't need a Biden sticker on your car. Nope. We already know. Yes. Everybody in the country knows you supported Biden. Yes. Or you support you supported Bernie Sanders, or Elizabeth Warren, or oh god, I forgot about her. Well, no, no, those are all the stickers you see yep. on their cars as they're going by. And we know you support the, the trans community, so you don't need that fucking stupid-ass flag on your car. Right. Yeah, it's fine. Thank you, fellas. No problem, sir. <laughs> All right, so I got a few articles here, so they're not. I'm not going to go too deep into them. Um, my first one's from the conservative brief. Haba to Newsmax. Prosecutors out to shackle Trump from stump. The four case uh, cases pro- prosecutors have lined up against former President Donald Trump aren't about the merits. They're and they're not. Uh, they're not about winning. It's all about tying him up to keep him off the campaign trail, says Alina Habit, Haba, or Haba, whatever the fuck. Have an attorney for, and, and Trump's legal so, uh, spokesperson said on Carl Higby Frontline that the accumulation of charges on the imp- impending trial schedule is literally impossible, and it's all on purpose. And a lot of people have been saying that. So that's going to go on a little, little, little into what she says. Um, you go over to Newsmax and pick that one up. And um, inform yourself. Don't just fucking stay with the mainstream media. So my next one is going to be from Newsmax. Trump to skip second debate. Meet with striking auto workers in Michigan instead. Mr. Biden did that, though. And what happened? They went on strike. (laughs) Guess he didn't have fucking much influence. Former uh, President Donald Trump will travel to the battleground state of Michigan Next week to meet with the striking auto workers instead of participating in the second Republican uh, Republican presidential debate, a person familiar with this plan said Monday. Trump, who skipped the first debate last month, has signed a uh, signal that he is already focused on the 2024 election against President Joe Biden as he maintains a wide lead against his GOP rivals in primary polls. And he's leading in all polls. He's leading over Biden. In recent days, he has been leaning hard into the strike painting himself as sympathetic to the workers and accusing Biden of trying to destroy the car industries by expanding electric cars and other green energy policies. And that's exactly what, why he didn't really have anything to do with it because he, they want to push the green, uh, the green agenda, uh, green cars. So he's not going to give a shit if they're going to strike because they, he'd rather them strike and then not put out any cars. So I'll bring it into my next one. Trump may be in trouble over commercial use of mugshot. From the conservative brief, former President Donald Trump is making a small fortune off campaign merchandise featuring his now famous mugshot from Fulton County, Georgia, but he may have made some additional trouble for himself at a tr- time when he's already facing a tidal wave of indictment and legal cases. 
You see how this is going already? You have to read into how these people are fucking writing this shit. Um, as reported by the New York Post, Trump may be vi- in violation of U.S. copyright laws after putting his mugshot on campaign merchandise and selling it, raising millions. And you can read more into that. I think it's all bullshit, but, you know, that's just more of uh, the controlling government trying to do, do their bullshit. My next one is going to be from the conservative brief. Manhattan appellate court grants Trump temporary stay regarding October fraud trial. I swear to God with these fucking ads. Former President Donald Trump, his family, and his company, the Trump Organization, won a legal victory in Manhattan Appellate Court on Friday in a business fraud case brought against him by New York Attorney General Letitia James. Associate Justice Dave, uh, David Fre- uh, Friedman put a temporary hold on the October 2nd trial date until a full appellate panel can consider Trump's potential, I mean, contention, that New York's fraud allegations, which include financial documents stre- stretching back to 2011, are too old, and they and that any trial must be severely limited in scope, not canceled outright. So, bring it into my next one, which is from Newsmax. I like the concept. Trump says I like the concept of a woman VP. That's interesting. Uh, former President Donald Trump said in passing that he likes the concept of a woman beating his running mate because, uh, but hasn't given it much thought, according to The Hill. Be Carrie Lake or uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. Let's see MJT up there. Or M- Okay. No, M- do, do, you need the, do, do, do you need the room? <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah. That'll be later. <laughs> She's fucking hot. Um, I like the concept. We're going to pick the best person. Uh, Trump told Meet the Press in an interview set to air Sunday. But I do like the concept, yes. As Trump looks to expand his appeal, uh, appeal among the voter base, rumors have swirled regarding potential picks. Among them is South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, who said she would be his vo- uh, vice, presidential p- vice presidential pick in a heartbeat. Other prospects being floated include Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake, former Trump White House press secretary, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Rep Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia. And that goes on, but moving into my next one, because like I said, I got a few. Again, from the conservative brief. Yeah, I got a few. Yeah, I got a few. I got a few over here. (laughs) Hey, boo boo. Yeah, hey, boo boo. You want to pick a neck basket? Judge oversees Trump's case in Georgia deals blow to DA Fannie Willis. She's getting a lot of blows. In a serious blow to the design uh, uh, designs of Fulton County, Georgia, District Attorney Fannie Willis, Judge Scott McAfee ruled that former President Donald, Donald J. Trump would not be compelled to stand trial in October alongside co-defendants Kenneth Chesabro and Sidney Powell who put forward a speedy trial motion reports this week that noted that McAfee served or oh, severed both Chesabro and Powell from Trump and the remaining 16 defendants. That's because they wanted to get everything rolled into one. They wanted to steamroll this motherfucker. So that, that way there, he just gets indicted um, because they don't, they know they don't have a fucking case against him. So bring it into my next one, which is from, the Epic, uh, Epic Times. Trump breaks silence on Biden impeachment inquiry. 
Former President Donald Trump has officially broken his silence on the impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden, though he remained noncommittal on what he thought the outcome should be. It's, he's, hor- he's a horrible president. Our country is going to hell. Whether it's impeachment or not impeachment, this man is destroying our country at the border. He's destroying it econ- economically. Inflation's w- up, way up now, President Trump said during a September 14th episode of the podcast, The Megyn Kelly Show. But that's going to be up to them whether they whether or not they want to do it, he added. I have no idea whether they will or not. And uh, they have pushed forward with the impeachment inquiries, and I'm not really holding my breath with it because nothing really fucking happens with the government. Um, so I'll bring it into my next one, which is from Breibart. Trump, Romney not running for re-election. Fantastic news for America. It's fantastic news. President Donald Trump called Senator... Mitt Romney of Utah, barely a Republican, announcement that he was not running for re-election. Fantastic news for America. Mitt Romney, sometimes referred to as Pierre Delecto, will not be seeking a second term in the the U.S. Senate where he did not serve with distinction. Trump added a big big primary fight against him was in the offing, but now that will not be necessary. Congrats to all. Make America great again. Absolutely. Get these fucks out of the fucking office. Um, That one goes on too, but I'll get it into my next one, which is from the Epic Times. Trump decries double standard in document case pointing to treatment of Hillary Clinton. Yeah, nothing happened to her. She fucking deleted all kinds of emails and all kinds of other shit and nothing happened. Former President Donald Trump is unconcerned about the possibilities that he could face jail time over the charges that have been brought against him in four different criminal cases. I have a great attitude, he said on September 14th episode of the Megyn Kelly Show podcast. It doesn't affect me at all because I'm fighting for the country. I'm fighting for the people. And the people have seen that because I've seen many videos of the inner cities, of the ghettos, of the hoods, whatever you want to call it. People that were Biden supporters and they they can recognize that they were deceived and they have moved off of that and they're already endorsing Trump. Um, so the, people are waking up. It needs to happen a lot more and a lot faster, but bringing into my next one from Breibart, MSNBC columnist, Donald Trump must die in prison to protect Democratic Republic. Former President Donald Trump must die in prison to protect the Democratic Republic, according to MSNBC columnist Dean, whatever the fuck it is, who claimed he is passionate about the matter with every fiber of his being. Um, this goes on, um, but you know, it's just, it's just more of the same old, same old fucking trying to get Trump into jail. Wow. This guy's aggressive. They actually put a tweet in here or whatever the fuck X is. Donald Trump must die in jail. Liberal host says example must be set to prevent other, another coup. By the way, I'm the liberal host cited in the article. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) These fucking people. But that's going to conclude the Trump train. All right. A um, couple I got to get to. But before that, we got we to gotta get into these ones because we do have some Canadian listeners. And we started this and we got to stay with it. Um, uh, so we'll go with lot and feds decarbonization policy could further spike home prices. In Canada. Wow. A new federal government proposal aims to... Ah, oh, look at Justin Trudeau in this photo. 
just checking out this dude at the podium. <laughs> they got they they got him. They got a picture of him. He's just like, I gotta hey. look at that. Hey. Oh, look at him. Look at this man. This guy's dreamy. I know. Look at that beard. He's undressing him with his uh, eyes uh, right uh, now. He is. Fucking idiot. A new federal government proposal aims to um, decarbonize the building sector by enhancing energy efficiency in both new and existing buildings. However, the building codes may rise home, raise home construction costs by 8.3% by 2030, potentially adding 55000 to the average cost in new homes. doesn't matter. You won't be able to buy a house in 2030. Universe, if things continue. Uh, university... Uh, University of Economics professor Ross uh, McCredit McCredit, uh, Metric (laughs) joined the Truth Andrew Lawton to discuss why he feels this is the wrong move in the wrong time. Um, That's where that's where it stops. So, I mean, you can you can probably check out the Andrew Lawton show. there's a link on this article at the true North. So you can go check that out. Then we're going to bring it over to another one from the true North ratioed. They have returned. Here we go again. According to the government of Canada, it's time to mask up again and get that new, new booster vaccine to protect ourselves against COVID. Never mind the fact that the cases are an all out low across Canada and that everyone has moved on with their lives or the fact that studies show masks are ineffective in preventing virus spread. Canada's self-important public health uh, health are trying, trying their best to convince the population to just trust them again. And my message to you uh, uh, Canadians, no. Tell them to shut the fuck up because the facts are out there, okay? Yep. We're dealing with the same shit down here. And just like, uh, you know, as uh, Americans, you guys got to say no. And if the if you thought that the media had learned their lesson over the past few years as to how to accurately report on public health guidelines and not become uh, propaganda, uh think again. Because just like Teresa Tam and the rest of the power-hungry public health uh, bureaucrats in Canada, the media are back to their old ways as well. Here we go again. So you can go to True North, search that, and they have the video explaining, hey, why you got to mask up? Why you got to take that booster? Why you're going to end up in a lockdown? Right. So say no up there in Canada because, you know, we got to do the same things down here and... You know, everybody across the world, because they're going to try this, that we've already done articles earlier, early in this episode about the globalization. Okay. So this is the last one I got from Breibart, uh, report some Canadian school libraries, all books published prior to 2008 in equity based weeding process. So they want to get rid of history. If it wasn't before 20, 2008, they want to get rid of it because they want the history books to say, What's going on now? Right. A student um, in Ontario said she can no longer find Harry Potter, The Hunger Games, Roll of Thunder, and Hear Me Cry, to name a few titles. Oh, they don't want you to see The Hunger Games because that's what's going on. This year, I came into my school library, and there are rows and rows of empty shelves with absolutely no books. Um, 
stated their grade uh, grade ten a public school high school this week. Um, uh, the student estimated fifty percent of the books in her school's library are gone. And if you want to go on and read that one, it's at Rybart. Um, my reason I think it's happening is they're trying to erase history, but they're trying to get rid of nonfiction books as well to make it look like, Hey, we're not doing that. Exactly. Cause they're literally just taking the nonfiction book and putting it into fucking into society. Yep. So I'll bring it into my first Canadian article from rebel news. Close to 100 Canadian cities set to march against sexually uh, sexual indoctrination of kids in school this Wednesday. The One Million March for Children is set to take place on September 20th and has been attacked by the Canadian Anti-Hate Network as being supported by a big tent of far-right and cons- uh, conspiratorial groups. Conspiratorial, really. Isn't that the pot calling the kettle black? Um, a coast-to-coast walk walkout and peaceful protest against the sexual indoctrination of children in schools is expected to have many participants join from across the nation. And there's actually a link here so you can get some more information on it. Uh, the March for Children. Um, the Muslim-led, uh, Muslim-led 1 million March for Children invites people from all faiths and backgrounds to, and with concerns of, with, thing, with things like gender, confusion, sex, sex activism, and sexually explicit resources being taught in schools to advocate for the well-being of the safety of children everywhere. And I think this is a good movement. It's definitely bringing awareness to the bullshit that's going on in the, not just, not just this country, Canada, and probably, probably other, uh, other countries as well. But I'll bring in my, ne- my next one from True North. Saskatchewan prepared to use notwithstanding clause to defend parental rights. Saskatchewan uh, Premier Scott Moe says his government will defend its rule requiring parental permission for transgender students at the age of 16, under the age of 16 to use different names or pronouns at school, even if it means using the controversial notwithstanding clause in the charter. The Premier announced last week that the government hopes to have the new policy uh, cemented in legislation by the fall. Most said the impetus for the new policy was strong enough, was a strong push from Saskatchewan parents. In an interview with CBC News on Wednesday, Most said that if necessary, that would be one of the tools that we would be, that would be under consideration. Yes, regarding the possibility of using the notwithstanding clause as an option. The notwithstanding clause is, a, is present for a reason so that, tr- that duly elected governments can represent their constituents with ne- uh, necessary, said Mo. The notwithstanding clause embedded in the in section 33 of the Canadian Charter of Rights of Freedoms, Rights and Freedoms, allows provinces to override some findings of unconstitutionality and thus protect legislation against being scrapped by the courts. So I will bring it into my next uh, Canadian article here from the post millennial. If it loads. There it is. Um, LGBTQ activists, labor unions organized to disrupt, destroy, and intimidate Canadians' Million March protest against gender indoctrination. Look at that. 
Representatives of the Ontario Federation of Labour, Toronto Steelworkers Union, and Ontario Division of Canadian Union of Public Employees gathered on a Zoom call to clandestinely plan to disrupt the Plan Million March for Children. The march, organized by parental rights activists to, be, to speak out against the gender identity indoctrination of Canadian children, will see multiple events across the country on September 20th. And why would they want to disrupt it? That's a peaceful march. It's a peaceful protest type thing. So they shouldn't they shouldn't be uh, looking to, to disrupt it unless it's expen- it, the biggest thing that, that they need to have happen. Um, those who took part on the call were eager to keep their un- undertaking secret. And one participant on the call describes the union leaders at, at the meeting, co-conspirators in the fight against hate mongers. You hate mongers. Despite these, these efforts, a recording of the Zoom call was leaked to the Twitter, which indicates that some people on the call were not on board with the plans and messaging. But they won't tell you that, and that's why it was leaked, and now, now we know, which is good. But that is going to do it for Canadian articles, I do believe. All right, I got four more. I'm just going to rip through because we need to wrap this the fuck up, but you know we're trying to get everything we can out there. This is going to be real quick. This one's from the New York Post. You can go check this out yourself. Clorox products in short supply after cyber attack wreaks havoc on operations. All right, so it's not going to be toilet paper this time. It's going to be the Clorox products. So people, I'm not telling you to go run, make a run on the stores. No. But if you need some bleach or, you know, some wipes, you might want to grab them because, you know, they're, they're trying to get this COVID shit out there again, and this shit's not going to be out there. And if you use some of these products to wash your clothes or do some of the basic cleaning in your house, you might want to grab them now. Uh, if you want to check out the article a little more, it's from the New York Post, and you can check that out. I wanted to bring that to everybody's attention. So if you're running a little low on your bleach or your cleaning supplies, you might want to grab them. Um... Yeah, when you grab them, don't be a fucking idiot. Don't don't take the whole fucking shelf. Yeah, you don't. You're never gonna need that much. Yeah, save save some for MJ so he can clean the shelf. Exactly. Uh, a pilot. They, this is this is the one we talked about in the beginning of the show. Um, uh, if you haven't heard about it, a pilot in training in one of America's most expensive weapons. Systems ejected over South Carolina. Officials can't find the F-35 he was flying. Okay. And it's come out that he ejected, they're saying, because of weather reasons. I'm sorry, but there is a picture in this article on MSN, because this is from the Business Insider, but founded on MSN. There's not a fucking cloud in the sky. Right. Okay. So your pilot ejected from the plane. You guys lost it. Then you're asking the American people, hey, if you see a jet flying around, can you let us know? That's fuck. Uh, that's that's but you, embarrassing. But you, but you, but the government wants to tell us what to do with our firearms, and they can't even handle finding a massive fucking jet in the sky. And that's the funny thing. There's that's not an F- GPS on this. There's got to be a, a tracker. That doesn't make. I don't know. And then the other one from OAN, the debris with field of the missing F-35 fighter jet was found. It was found in Williamsburg County, South Carolina, and they currently don't know the cause of the crash. I don't know. Maybe it ran out of fucking jet fuel because it was on autopilot? Probably. Fucking morons. 
And the last one I'm going to get into, the Wall Street Journal. Billionaires try to shrink the world's population, reports say. Last week's meeting of the great and food, I mean the great and the good, or the richest and the richer, was bound to draw criticism. The New York meeting of billionaires, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, David Rockefeller, Eli Broad, George Soros, Ted Turner, Oprah, uh, Michael, Michael Bloomberg, and others was described by the Chronicle philanthropy as an informal gathering aimed to encourage encourage it just a few billionaires getting together for drinks and dinner in a friendly chat about how to promote charitable giving or take over the world mm. and control the human population so all those names when all this shit goes sideways remember those names mm-hmm there was no agenda, we were told, and no planning of a following-up meeting. My ass. But in an age of falling wealth idols, it is inevitable that a meeting of billionaire minds would draw scrutiny. Surely uh, all money and power in one room had to spell trouble for the rest of us. So if you want to check that out, you can check us, check it out at the Wall Street Journal, and they're going to get into... It, it, it's out there. I don't even need to read the article. We talk about this all the fucking time. This yep. isn't this isn't like uh, some made up fucking thing. Okay, so we're gonna wrap it up. And um, if it's your first time watching us or listening, hit that. And you like the show, fucking share it with somebody because this message needs to get out here before we're all under control. Because you guys. As listeners, we're too fucking scared to share our show or to speak up to your friends. You think about that, okay? Because me me and MJ are out here fucking saying all this shit. Yeah. All you got to do is say, hey, listen to this show. You don't have to say it. Or what are you afraid that somebody's going to be like, oh, you listen to them? Well, fuck you. Yeah, I do. That's, yeah. what, that's what you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, I do. They're saying the right shit. Maybe, I, maybe we don't convey the message for... For all you fucking pansies out there, the right way with clean language, but oh well. This, oh well. Is, what, this is what you're getting when you listen to the realist uncensored. We're giving you our uncensored fucking opinions. So share the fucking show. <laughs> and give it a like, a comment, and all that good stuff. You can follow us on Instagram, X and Threads at checkers underscore and underscore MJ. We are also on truth at the underscore realist underscore uncensored. We are on rumble at the realist uncensored. That is one word. You can email us at the realist uncensored at gmail.com. That's what show ideas, suggestions, articles, whatever. Episodes will be dropping weekly on Wednesday and Friday. So be on the lookout for those fucking things. And I don't know, maybe MJ will open up the vault again. I don't know if anybody saw that. No. He opened up the vault. He, he released a message and real quick to all our United States listeners. Cause now I got to specify shit. Right. Um, it has come to my attention from a listener that, uh, their, their child went to preschool and came back with a little note about the school day. I guess that's what they do in preschool. And one of the things they talked about in their circle is, are you a boy or a girl? Jesus so Christ. this is happening in preschool. So parents pay the fuck attention to what's going on in your classroom. Yeah. Yep. And fucking say something to the goddamn teacher about it. That, that, that this is bullshit. Exactly. 
It is. It you is can you bullshit. you can fucking tell the difference between a boy and a girl. Yeah, you can. And if you don't, if you don't, fucking email me and MJ. We'll reach out to him. We'll explain what a boy and a girl is. Exactly.